Welcome to another scuffed episode of Tactical Crouch 159. We're once again left alone to fend for ourselves on this lonely island. Um, okay. And I gotta say, Joe, it's not the same when we can't hear the doo-doo. It's, yeah, I was kind of, I was, yeah. I was concerned because I really don't like hearing myself. So you know, I gotta hit the slider down, you know, creep it back up, make sure I'm not missing you know the intro. And there was no doo-doo. Left me a little, you know, threw me off, off balance a little bit. Yeah, it was the last time I was here. We got to hear it, and then like now I was just like waiting. Kenobi's it. just sad. Yeah, his heart I get breaks. To go back in. That's that's the difference when you get like this watered down, just like broken German man instead of the audio <laughs> file, like audio tech True. engineer. God. Like that's that's kind of what you get yourself in for. Um, of course, th something happened in China. That means we got to bring the Chinese experts. <laughs> that's uh, true. on the show, and it's not even hey. hey that's expert. You know, I, I left that. I, I, I walked away from that life. No. Joe has Joe, Joe given me like the tour. He's like, I'm, I'm here you go. This Joe, is all you Joe know. Gave me, Joe gave me the fucking crown from, uh, from West. Go on. There, must always, there must always be a Chinese expert. That's right. There you go. I'm just Bovar, just like you are Chengdu just, like, scars. Yeah. I mean, scars you. you definitely have. There is, <laughs> there is definitely a lot Covered in breaking. Burns. When mm, when yeah. you watch an extensive amount this, of this Chinese burn was like from LG Huya's Gauntlet performance. Mm. This was you know when we <laughs> haven't China hasn't won a World Cup ever. You know it's everywhere, but we have the we have the ice crown. So you know I still have the bullet wounds from saying like in the early seasons when Chengdu upset Shanghai that Shanghai was possibly the best team in the world and Chengdu upsetting <laughs> them was was really bad and people. In the community, got just kept sh sh like drive drive by <laughs> shooting me, just like no way these are the best. Uh, well, how did that turn out? Maybe not the best, certainly very close. Fourth best. I mean, I love to always bring nah, nah, up nah. that we're not doing that. Wait, stop, stop, stop. We're not doing that American <laughs> stuff where it's like we're determining world rankings based on one weekend's performance in the playoffs. <laughs> like just because they made fourth in the. Uh, season playoffs doesn't mean they were the fourth best team in the world during 2020 also you're the Ch shanghai stand you gotta actually defend this more <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> like right anyway um of course joe a lot happened this uh this week finally they, they did finally we had some some juice some, some good games. overwatch yeah we, we got some gordon ramsay in here finally some some f good overwatch and you know, I, I couldn't be happier. It's it's been a nice, you know, get back in the swing of things. Gotta you know, Real quick, brush up. Can you do that again? Can you can you beep again? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beep again. Why are you leaning towards your right <laughs> as if you have it like in your arm lean? Like it's like you're well, part of your your you know, like you're on the Enterprise and you're just like the cap in the captain's chair, just like hitting things on the. Uh, uh, is it not in front of you on the table? He's using Mario Kart. No, it's not in front of me. Why would it be in front of in me? In front of your keyboard. No, are you crazy? Where is Wait, it? Like then? Behind, it's behind on the right. Seat. Why is it on the right? Because I'm right-handed. Right, but right side is 
is the mouse, right? Are you still talking uh, about he, Overwatch on the show? No, I'm, we're, we're talking about the Goexalar. Go where is it, Joe? Where is it? It's on the right. I, I, I rarely do I ever need to stop using my mouse and then like do something. Okay, uh, it's either one or the other. I, I feel like John would rip you apart for this opinion, but uh, maybe that well, you know, the there's mod. plenty of opinions. That he it, it feels rip you really apart. natural for me to look at the sound interface constantly. And then uh -huh. having to press the buttons with whatever hand I pr would prefer in that moment of using. Because if I need to sneeze and I hold a cup in my hand, I might like to hit the, the with the left. And then if I am otherwise not occupied, I might want to hit it with the right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just backward, you know. Maybe, you know, I, I was, you know, Chinese Overwatch fan, you know, participated in, you know, that mythos, that 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 lore. Um, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a weird know. guy, kooky, crazy, you know, know, not like the other analysts. I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand this at all anymore. Right. <laughs> so Nexus cup, please. Well, well, first yeah. we have to, you know, patron producers, you know, refined bean, Friday, Pin, battle crab, Ball, Shin, Rex, and audio compass, Kasha 67, Char, Picasso, Nathan, your misery, Hunter, Tane, fabled, Stephen, Roger B, Owen, Chris, R, three, four, 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 Vega. You made up for your egregious go X. Nah, I don't know about that. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if I think that might just be a cardinal sin. I might just be, you know, put on display here in a bit. All right. So let me ask you this. So I assume we watched all a healthy amount of the Nexus Cup. Maybe not mm -hmm. everything. Um, but I watched everything. You watched everything, so, okay? But you got a good idea where, like, how in shape teams felt. So overall, how would you yeah. say, like? Would you say you could feel that teams like only started screaming like a week ago or a month ago did, or did Dallas scrim at all? Is, you know, maybe not. Who it knows? It didn't look like it. Like sure, it didn't it, look like it. They got gapped in like every game and Oof. pretty bad too. Uh, especially on like the DPS side where it's like this meta sucks for Dallas like really hard. Uh, just in general, they don't have a dedicated tracer player besides like Sparkle, but then they kind of have this weird rotation with Sparkle and Xe. It's just like they don't really have an idea of the, how to play this meta, and it felt like the best times where they were like where they were like competitive was when they played like their uh, comfort picks, like Fearless like was McCree on Winston, picks. like McCree, because Xe yeah. seems to just love McCree uh, more than any other character. Um, yeah, Dallas had a lot of issues, and I think a lot of it comes down to this meta just not being fearful. I mean, Volmo wrote a whole article about fearless on ball because it was. N I mean, it was wasn't a whole thing. <laughs> it was just okay. you know the big sure. one for Dallas. But it was a pretty big, glaring issue for Dallas was that this meta just doesn't seem to fit them like at all. Just this team, yeah, is not which was surprising it. because it it seemed like there was like mixed opinions on like how good fearless was not only coming into this season but like in these matches in particular where it felt like people were maybe not praising his wrecking ball play but like it was it was kind of night and day you know that big of a difference for me when you look at somebody like jihoon somebody obviously you know looking at gaga from contenders obviously didn't play but you know these are some like known wrecking ball players and comparing that to fearless's play 
it, it wasn't it wasn't there. Maybe it's just the overall team dynamic where they're again not scrimming, so he has like a weird you know engagement timing, doesn't know when to, or you know waiting for this tracer to show up and it never does. Hard to say, but that that was a big glaring hole for me that especially if this is the meta that we're going to come into you know april and this is what we're playing which you know caveats probably not let's face it there's probably going to be a patch there's probably going to be meta changes uh, if if this were to be it i i'm i'm very yeah. hesitant to put dallas high in in any regards let alone if you were to i made the mistake of trying to put them in asia Obviously, they're not playing in Asia, but I was like, man, Dallas might just be last. And I'm like, wait, no, they're playing in NA. They can't be last. Vancouver Titans exist. So, you know, at least they won't be last. You know, at least they'll, they'll at least beat up on somebody. That's good. Hmm. What do you think? Any, any, any saving graces for them so far? Or is this, you I know, mean, it's so early, dude. I feel like, I mean, it, it is. It, it is, is true. but like, it, it, it looked pretty bad. Like, often, like, it really did not look. And obviously, it's early. It's like it's Nexus. It's not like a right. totally like you know all or nothing tournament. But it there are some at least in this meta specifically. It's like this just doesn't. Oh, and I think like it is early in terms of just like we don't know what meta is going to be played in April. But yeah, this is not a good sign. Nor is it a good sign, especially when people are running around saying that this is a top three team. There is you know, so, yeah, the expectations on Dallas are way too high, humongous. Like Stupidly EM, EM was like a great team, like one gauntlet 2019 rush and what Sparkle and XE did with Paris, Hanbin as well, Fielder, like what everything that they did is like great. But this team needs to be handled better with the expectations because they are egregiously high right. To and it's not to like, say that they're a bad team by any no, they're means. A good team. It's just, you know, there there are ways that this team can falter. This is obviously being one of them not going to use this as some sort of you know smoking gun evidence that oh my god dallas is going to be you know bad or oh my god they can't make playoffs not at all but this is a gigantic eye-opener at least it should be for for these dallas fans or these these people running around saying that you know dallas you know rebuilding effectively em is going to you know win the overwatch league this season it's just it it, it feels unreasonable when you put them in the league in this point in time after it's gotten so so difficult and it's gotten so much better the injection of talent this year again it feels like we repeat ourselves year after year but the, the league only is leveled up and that's not to say again that this is a bad team but it's real hard to be you know top world class right now yeah and if anything it just proves that just stacking people like really good players i think you could easily argue that f at least four of their starters at any given point probably have claimed towards like a top three position um at least last sure. season uh in their position um but that's not everything that overwatch is right so 100 then again this is also not the premise that the game team was built on it's not just that they're stacking um super high highly qualified talent they also have some pre-existing synergy or if they don't they ex at least have to practice in the same dojo, so to speak. So that says there should be some similarities in this, right? Mm -hmm. So is that the aspect that makes you skeptical? Because honestly, like 
I when I look at Nexus Cup so far out with probably as little practice as has happened, I'm not sure how much of it is actually signal for being an underwhelming team and how much noise there is still in there. I feel like there's one other team that that came into this event like relatively underprepared. But, you know, if we're going to give that caveat for this team, why can't we give that to most teams? You know, if we're going to say like, oh, it's too far out, like who's to say that anybody's practicing? I'm sure some teams have already begun practicing. It seems like Seoul from, you know, Arnold tweeting on Twitter, you know, maybe they've been, you know, scrimming. Is it that much more than Dallas? Is that, you know, how how much more or less is that? That's tough to say. And and that's where I, I really have or, or draw problems with that argument where it's like, okay, if we're going to make that that distinction for this team, how can we not make that for other teams that are underperforming? And, you know, by all metrics, the one team that I feel like should have underperformed, overperformed. That's the Guangzhou charge. So where is this disconnect where it's like, okay, Dallas didn't practice, but everybody else did, or nobody's been practicing, and this is just how Dallas looks right now. Not to say that they can't improve, but if we're all kind of keeping it all even, it, it it that's that's where I struggle with that. It, it's you know I, I think Shanghai probably came in a little underprepared, but still you get Shanghai, you get that 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 prestigious, you get that dominance, you get to see the team that you saw last season. Not necessarily the most clean, you know. Let's not mince words. Their match for Seoul was not not what I think most people were expecting. Um. And, you know, what what probably will end up being the final, if I'm going to be completely honest, uh, is going to be another, you know, dogfight of a battle. Because Shanghai looks to be a little un not underwhelming, but, you know, if, if you were to measure that performance versus last season, I, I, I think you could argue as such. Um, but did it kind of surprise either you that like Fielder just wasn't in? Yeah, I don't at all. I mean, Repel like got bullied uh, half the time that i was watching those games like repels dying first or repels getting and i don't blame him yeah though. i mean it's not like his you know? fault but like where i is... think there were there were certain things that were definitely his fault and there yeah. were other things where i'm just like i don't know man sometimes you just get pile drove like it is what it is i mean yeah it, i mean it makes sense in the in the way that they still have to get a field a u.s visa so you can play on 200 ping again sure exactly <laughs> you know the buff the 200 ping buff no. It, that's that was one of my big concerns is like okay you know if you ask 20 different you know community members again just like the average you know, well not the average but like avid overwatch like ratchet watchers and you were to ask them like who would you rather start on this roster repeller or or fielder especially after last season i think you know 19 out of the 20 of those people probably are going to say fielder mm -hmm. but when you give when you rebuild a team that you've already coached and, and looking at this from russia's perspective do you find comfort in playing Repel and Jexate together? Or do you want to kind of like change the mold, kind of put Fielder in? Is there something with Fielder that he wants to take a step back? Again, who's to say? That was the big problem with me with the support line is if, if Repel's actually starting, that's going to be a problem, especially when you start to look at other, you know, the rest of these Overwatch League teams. You know, you put them what? against a shock, you put them against, you know, a, a gladiators. You start to measure this this support line and this support kind of bullpen up against the others. It, it it's fine. It's not jumping off the page. It's it's not fantastic. It it's kind of a problem, especially at the highest level. But I think as a good team, you or to like to make that jump from like good to great team, I think you need a 
really good flex support because it at least like with this meta in sure. particular flex support is like super important yes. like hyper yeah, hyper course. important like we saw i mean talking about the charge the one game like the times that we saw charge like actually be good was when kareev was on ana and he's literally like carried on ana and like yeah. we even a lot on this discord about like oh roll star kareev right yep. but yep. kudos to yeah. him his ana looked phenomenal it actually carried hey, them for that like i'll give him the zen too i think he fragged I, out of his mind on zen to, go back to, and watch those games against shanghai he had some issues where like lip would just throw translocator in and he would like trance every time when it's like at like this point like you got to know that he's trying to bait yeah. out trance yeah. yeah like you can't be doing that against like especially when lip has done it like every single time and you keep like falling for it like you gotta this something's gotta it's either it. that or you die like i i don't know i i don't but if he's done it once, like you, and he's continuously doing it, you can't keep falling for it. Paper thin hands is what I said. Yeah, <laughs> just really. it, it, it is. I feel like it is an apt criticism. I can't take that. You know, I, I, I there's not a ton of ground. To I, I will that. Give, I give like, them. I have to give the players credit though. That's, besides that's a tough that, call to make. Yeah, besides, I mean, it's definitely a hard thing to do. But besides that, like, I think I agree that like Kareev, like the Ana was really good, and the Zen had some really good moments too. It's just that, tra like, trance against EMP is such an important. Uh, interaction that if you are screwing that up as much as i think kareev was it it kind of diminishes uh your performance sure. just a tad so yeah. I, I think flex support is just so like every single in this past like current month of overwatch a lot of the teams that we've seen that are good have like really good flex supports like i mean yep. cc1 um cc1 gauntlet because not because of 1987 but 1987 was a huge part of that yes. team um I mean, Violet basically kind of got robbed. Violet, yeah. From the All Finals, I mean, I think he had a fantastic showing. You know, the yeah. final moment that you know, you, hopefully like memory serves me. You've got Super coming around the two v one, Super and Violet yeah. coming around the flank, and Dark on Hollywood, and they're pounding like <laughs> an absolute stellar performance. Like flex supports just aren't going anywhere. Like they're yeah, so really, important. Yeah, um, obviously more important in some some places, but you know, easily some. You know, is this the quarterback of 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 an Overwatch League team? Like, do you do you want to invest like all of your cap space, let's say, in to the flex support, or or like where would you want to put that? I, I, I not a question. Maybe we want to get into, but yeah. you know, thinking about it, it's just like, man, flex support's really important. Yeah, like I mean, overly important. I think it really it's really meta meta dependent, right? Yeah, because then they then they're playing Moira, and it's just like, yes, like sure, how, yeah, you, you or you play double flex Moira. support, sure. Or you play sure. double main support. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, that, that can it's happen. Hard to, it's kind of hard to pop off on one, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's not the easiest thing. 100%. I mean, you can make a difference for sure, but it's not like the me mechanical difference that you would otherwise see. Yeah. And um, in that regard, make the difference, right? Now, okay. So I think we accurately pretty much everyone that had an idea behind the scenes how these players performed and what their uh, scrim performance would be had an inkling that the backline would be one of the shaky parts of Dallas. While I personally won't overrate what we saw, like I also wasn't disproven of that fact um, during mm. Next. Now, the other thing that we clearly pointed out as a weakness for the Dallas Fuel is the lack of a Tracer player. Yep. And I remember... Our main man Rush pointing out, well, she's pretty easy to learn. Now, <laughs> we're we're also aware that this is Twitter. We don't. We I, I personally read it in a sarcastic tone because I don't think that's yeah. really that's that's just, that's 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 that's
like I think for instance in, in the Asian region there were like two good pr tracer players and there's coincidentally now on one team and one is actually not that we're good gonna anymore. have a, yeah we're gonna have to you know walk back that statement because one of yeah. them is uh <laughs> yeah. oof. so we'll get to him we'll get to him and we can also talk about if a new tracer specialist came into the Asian region but generally speaking like there's a reason why Sombrice played uh, over this. Now, if you are forced to play uh, Tracer, that's a problem. And it has been a problem for Dallas. So what did you think um, of... Was anything revealed in that regard during Next? I think Kenobi kind of echoes that same point where it's just like they don't have that dedicated Tracer. And even then, it felt like the other option, and, and maybe you two can can chime in or or support or deny this claim but it felt like the only other option to some of these metas was either echo or sombra uh -huh. and while they have a good sombra player on their team didn't didn't quite see a lot of you know didn't didn't see too terribly much of Doha. okay let me rephrase the question then okay do you trust sparkle to be become a top tier tracer player in 2021 well then like who do you play on okay so so that would mean that Doha is playing project. Uh, the, the yes. Yeah, I, I think Sparkle. I mean, Sparkle is like a generational talent. If they're, it's going to take a long time. And I think, like, if if it come like April, he's probably not going to be like top two tracer. But I think if given enough time, I think with the amount of just raw mechanical talent that Sparkle has, I think it is definitely a possibility for him to be like a pretty good tracer player if given enough time but the question is do you want to yeah like, you have yes. to make a decision that sparkle is going to be our dedicated tracer player you're gonna have to like lab it you're gonna have to just play like a bunch of ranked games of just tracer the only tracer in scrims like stuff like that you have to learn this character inside and out or it's like or we have to assign another tracer or you just pick up one yeah you just get innovation from team cc there you go you're done you you've, you have your tracer specialist for ever Right. Yeah. Or do you yeah. force XCI to learn it? I think that that's probably <clears> a better <throat> solution. That was my big like attacking point with, with Sparkle trying to, you know, spend a lot of his time on Tracer. It's just like, do we want to waste somebody who is shown to be like a stellar projectile player and, and has like this this breath to him and kind of bottleneck him into just playing Tracer? It feels like that's not necessarily the most valuable. I think taking somebody like Xe, who you know is known for more you know hit scan mid range you know mid to long range hit scan you know characters ash widow mccree stuff like that obviously we saw that um and, and trying to get him back into the fold putting him on tracer i think trying that would be interesting obviously i think the the easy way out is to do what kenobi said and, and just kind of pick one up and that solves your problems real quick especially going into the season you don't have to gamble on somebody who, you know, obviously Rush knows these people. I would trust that he would be able to make that uh, assertion on his own. But, um, you know, you don't have to wait for somebody to kind of pick it up and, and it hits when it needs to. That kind of thing. Like it, you, you just have it when you need it and you can call upon it. Right. When, when, when the time comes. All right. Any other thoughts about Dallas Fuel or should we move on to the, mm. to the next surprise? I think it's. I think we got most of it out. It yeah. just it was just kind of underwhelming. 
obviously if you know i think uh avril said it right if there's ever a time to lose it'd probably be right now true yeah. um you know hopefully this is an eye-opener and you know it's a wake-up call you know they they get up and they start to hit the scrims hard and they you know come into april looking really strong mm-hmm. that that very well could be the case but starting off on a uh, uh not the right foot let's say yeah and again i wouldn't know like overstress if i'm astro i'm not necessarily yeah, getting no, I wouldn't just yeah like, i mean this isn't this isn't where you just like yeah, this is not abandoned. This all isn't hope. this isn't emergency meeting type stuff, no, no, right? No. This is and again, you're playing against some like good teams. Yeah. Good teams. Probably right. like majority of them are better than the competition you're gonna have in an A. Exactly. So like once you actually start beating up on you know who in NA. I mean, yes. Well, won't look so bad. You won't you won't have anything to f- and any teams that you should reliably bleed, but you probably have the same amount of teams that probably are as good as uh oh for sure right 100 mm-hmm. i th- the 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 crux of that is like the confidence yeah because yeah. But if, if you were to be put in asia and you lose every single game week after week after week after week you play the charge you lose like, you play the spark yeah, you lose right. you play shanghai you lose fair. that does something to a team fair. you know that fair yeah uh, and my- if, if every other week i get a vancouver titans okay i'm feeling all right yeah you and know you might you might take a some other teams close you know that kind of thing. And my thinking is just like thinking about how much more weight is now in the tournaments and the feeling of having to play um, like for your uh, playing spots against Asia and NA. I suppose it can feel, you can get a little more lucky, but as soon as you then get into the knockout stages, like you're competing against anyone anyway, so whatever, uh-huh. right? Right. Now, not necessarily as big of a surprise, but maybe I, I had hoped to see a little bit more of Dallas, to be honest. But I mean, we'll get to see more of them. I they get one more match. The the team that I didn't expect to see so much so early from, and so good, and where I was actually con- thinking if I overvalued them, actually clapped a lot of uh, good teams this weekend. And of course, I'm talking about Seoul. And maybe my sleep-deprived brain is recalling this entirely incorrectly, <laughs> but I remember that pre-seasons, usually, at least in the last season most definitely, I'm not sure from uh, season one to season two, aren't exactly yeah. Seoul's forte. Now, of course, there's not much overlap, but what I will say is, um, like... Some of those players on the team have sometimes looked like they actually took a break, which is fair and is probably also going to help towards um, like uh, getting ready and in good spirits, right? Mm. Now, we also are very far away, but for that, so looked surprisingly good. And just to get uh, to, to jump onto that topic uh, first, I think one player I would like to highlight. It's not. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. Despite profit, he's yeah, too. I was you. gonna say, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he he popped off like super hard on like the the flex tank girl. I didn't expect like full like full disclosure. I really didn't know a lot about two you coming into Overwatch League. Sorry, my mm. dog is barking. I don't know. You're good. Um, but he, I, I think that was the real person that really like profit. Obviously, is gonna be profit. 
yes. gesture is going to be gesture. But Tuyu came out of like nowhere for me as like someone who I think actually is going to be an incredibly talented yeah. main t- or flex tank in this uh, in this region in a region that's already like super high on terms of, in terms of like flex tank. You got Krong, you've got Liga, you've got um, Bernard, like you've Void. Obviously, there are a lot of really good flex tanks. And Tuyu was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm still here. He played He's against Void. For sure. He's definitely up there for me. Hundred mm, percent. I I'm gonna start putting. I gotta I gotta put you know my my boy Marvel you know Marv one on 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 display here. I think yeah. he's been an absolute workhorse for this team since yeah. you know being picked up. Yeah. You look at uh, 2019 coming in on the Sigma, looking lights out, fantastic on the hero, coming in as their ball player now. Again, some work needs to be done. Not the not the most fantastic, but at least he's on the map. At least he's present. Mm-hmm. is he present in the kill feed dying first sometimes yes 100 percent. i feel like that's kind of just a ball player thing you know kenobi what what's one of the 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 live and die by the the gaga sword for team cc oh yeah he can feed sometimes right feed, i yeah. feel like that's you, just you, a, a thing ball players need you need coin. to be in there yeah you need to get in there elbow deep sometimes and sometimes you get picked sometimes it's not clean sometimes you get hacked right yeah that's what i saw from just... marvel yep I, I saw him on the map. I felt his presence when I watched these games. Fearless, for example. Again, somebody who I rated as probably the worst ball at this event just wasn't. He was invisible. It didn't feel like Dallas was doing anything. It wasn't. It didn't feel like he was in there making space. There were times where obviously, you know, he's in mid fight and cleaning up kills, but he wasn't getting his team in there. Marvel was. And that's where I'm like, you know what? Not getting a whole lot of love. To you for sure big standout performance i feel like if if this would have been his rookie year i feel like you might be able to give him an early rookie of the year nod and be like okay maybe we can talk about the ballot might not win yeah but you start to look at the ballot kind of ruined from last season only coming in but yeah this this is a team soul kind of kind of schlapping i i kind of want to talk a little bit about the two you think because i i actually in part like i feel like from just from how I thought about this, I almost have to emotionally like uh, say sorry to Th- Soul, because in my mind, I-, I was trying to piece together like all the off season. Okay, who could be going there, right? And then mm. uh, GBS wasn't connected to anyone for a long time, so I thought, thought maybe that's the shoe in. While the answer was there all along, and I think if I had paid more attention towards the uh, those games that two you played, then. You could have probably seen that there's reason they would be putting uh, a couple of ba- eggs in that basket. And well, again, it's next cup. We shouldn't be over evaluating. It's very likely sure. that a guy like this also grinds through the entire off season. Therefore, having like a practice um, start, head start. Once again, not talking about any you know behind the scenes information. Just like extrapolating from. Uh, behavior that uh, hungry players usually display in these positions then um yeah i i still am really happy about the um trajectory that his career has taken recently and we have to think a little bit differently about these pieces in general um because like okay so let's do the on paper thing right which other which (laughs) other position other than obviously profit, which you have given soul ahead of, for instance, a team like Dallas on paper. On paper with this roster, 
Uh, main support? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, like, in my mind, it wasn't the greatest pickup, but yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, neither. Neither did I. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think, like, but I think, I, I would, uh, I don't know, actually. Would it be fair to kind of give Fitz a nod just because he's kind of taking up two slots where Dallas has two specific people to fill his one role? Where sure. Fitz can be your mid to long range, but also has a little bit more flexibility that XC sure. doesn't have and Doha kind of doesn't have either. Yeah. <clears throat> and to be fair, like we didn't see the full XC last season, so we don't really know where he could have been yeah. developed. Sure. If his neck had held up, but um, like that's, yeah, that's, that's a fair shout, even though I will say Fitz was definitely below his admittedly extremely high expectations coming into what I heard from scrims in the preseason uh, preseason three and yeah. really his form only caught up to his reputation during the playoff run where he was monstering people I, I, think, mean, he was good. I think he was good to this this tournament too like I think he yeah was, I think he had a great yeah, he's having a great tournament now but even going back and looking at the May melee tournament unless you're considering that playoffs yeah. no like okay what I mean is to have a sort of consistency over a representative amount of weeks. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely inconsistent. Hit or miss on what kind of fit shows up. It's it's night and day. If you take off those nameplates and you show me some of his clips, it you'd be you'd be surprised to to, to hear that's the same player for sure, hundred percent. Um, could you not argue even one to one when it comes to main tank? Okay, so well, which. Well, you I feel like you could do either for Fearless. You could do Marvel for Fearless, and I'm like, I'm not mad at that. And I don't think Fearless is a bad player. It depends on the hero, though, because like, sure, I think I think both. I think kill him, chat. I him. like I like Marvel a lot. I think he's a workhorse. I look at him I mean, a lot. I mean, like yeah, I, yeah. I look at Rio. I think Rio is big slept on because he's so diverse. Not necessarily an all star main tank, but he doesn't yeah. have those duds that a lot of main tanks do. Jester obviously has those duds. He also has some some heroes he quite excels at. Looks like Fearless might be the same way. And something that I hinted at, going back and looking at their playoff performance on Shanghai, he was woefully absent in that playoff performance. I wonder why. Why did Stan One come in? I feel well, I feel like for Fearless, it's like there's just really one glaring issue and it's the ball. Like I think everything else is Yeah, I think he's I think he's good all around, and that's where I'm like, well, I don't know. Could you argue it? I think I think there's some arguments to be made that you, yeah. you might want Marvel, you might want Gesture. I think you know there there's you can you can have that discussion. I don't think it's just cut and dry. Oh, I want Fearless. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean there, there's a benefit. You don't have to have either Marvel or Gesture. You can have Marvel and Gesture as Soul at the same on the time. same team. Yeah, exactly. While yeah. while Soul has uh, while Dallas has nobody covering. Yeah, that's that's again go back. You know, preseason in 2020. Teams are going to need to kind of build out that main tank bullpen. You need multiple main tank. Well, okay. I, I shouldn't say you need, but it is going to be highly beneficial moving forward if you either have a contenders team with a, 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 an, a Overwatch League main tank at the ready, or you have multiple signed on your Overwatch League roster. I think it's going to be like imperative that you have a deep, deep tank roster. And, and that could be, you know, again, flex tanks. Maybe they can come over. You have somebody like Marvel who can play flex, can be the off Arisa, can be the off Sigma. Again, I don't know if he can be a, a Diva or, or a Zarya. That, that's going a little too maybe out of my wheelhouse. But again, 
is a workhorse for this team. Not an all-star, but just somebody who comes in, does his job, and does it pretty well. Yeah, he's just, he, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a role player. I mean, I, I suppose put it where it's just like he's he's there he's gonna do the damn thing it's not yeah. gonna be great but it's gonna be that it's, it's not gonna, gonna be bad yeah it's not gonna be bad which is like something that i think that uh a lot of teams could you know benefit from, learn from that, like yeah. just having someone who is going to be that rock in your team who's just not gonna like might not be flashy might not be game winning but it'll do the job to let the other players really have those moments where like i mean if you have a profit profit's the one who's gonna carry a lot of the sure and even you know, to you had those moments. Like I remember on like the end of Gibraltar where there's this overtime fight happening right at the end and he's getting like two graviton surges in like before someone gets two nan. Like that's yep. like insanity. So I, I think you're right in having the ability like Fearless is really good at the heroes he's good at. Like I think his Ryan, his Winston, and his Arissa are like pretty good. His Winston's like obviously we know from like last year on Shanghai, where his Winston mm. comes in and just bodies people, right? Oh, sure. And then we have this ball, which is a pretty big issue. Yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm interested to see. It's something that I'm going to have to definitely look at when I do my power rankings. But it's like, is this just an issue against top teams or do we have other examples, especially when it comes to NA teams where it's just like, oh, OK, this matchup is starting to look a little fishy because of the meta that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. I I. I I struggle at least off the top of my head where I, I look at NA teams and I'm like, oh, they have a good ball player. They might be able to excel this 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 meta in particular or in future wrecking ball metas. Where Dallas again might might not look as problematic, if that's the the word I want to use. Um, I, they won't look so weak when it comes to the wrecking ball because I don't know that anybody else is going to really like kind of push them on that. Um, yeah, I, I look at a team like Chengdu, for example, you know, Kobe coming in with the Chengdu stannery, um, you know, Gaga coming in. I, I think Chengdu has a great shot, especially in this meta yeah. and doing extremely well. But before we move on to them, right? Yeah, yeah. I, Just using it as a, as a highlighting to, point. To sort of like do the John and reel it in. Um, <laughs> I think one thing that needs to be addressed is, okay, so here's where... Either I think about Overwatch way too simplistically, which is very tr possible, given that the team did have a lot of success, so there might be some intangible reason for as to why. But otherwise, I don't feel particularly disproven that Sebiobi's, uh, at least on server performance, was something that would add to the Soul Dynasty during this tournament. I feel like oh. okay. this man has turned into a sandbag dispenser, which he ejects through his front teeth, and basically, <laughs> oh, no. at every no. given point, is just a worse version of Profit in that position. God, and, I mean, he was tragic, man. And he, was, he was not... The, worse the match yet, they lost, it was just... Worse yet. It's not like... You might rightly say, well, you could, could play alongside each other if you play, like, Somra and Trace and whatever. Or Echo. Sure. That's also fits, dude. And yeah, fits also look better. better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Wh where, I, where's the space for Sebiobi other than like, you know, like giving a, a very energizing, I'm, I'm sure, pat on the back for these guys. Like, uh, is he the new Jake or is he J Jake that, for for that team? That's the no only. Idea, that's but. that's where I kind of have to lean, just because we only saw him on assault. I, I think again, I wrote I wrote in the article that where it's like. 
you know, it, I don't think it's a surprise or nor is it a coincidence that you, you take somebody who has been applauded for their leadership skills and you put them in the roster on arguably the most coordinated map type that we have. Right. Um, I, I don't think that's just a surprise. Maybe that, you know, again, put on my tinfoil hat. I'm going to go into the anime zone for a second. Maybe they're just, you know, sandbagging that because they know that they're bad. So they're trying to get Sib, you'll be playtime. I don't know. Even if that's the case, the playtime that he did get, uh, you know, call the Fantastic Four. I think we have a new invisible person, like just was not there. Um, here, here's a fun little stat line. Um, his first pulse bomb took him again, first pulse bomb in a Soul Dynasty jersey on stage, took him a minute and 32 seconds to charge. He didn't use said pulse bomb for two minutes and 28 seconds later. Just to it was rough to give you an idea during some meta, some t- some uh, tracer players I think had user trade which was very low, but of 45 seconds or something. Like just yeah, yeah it's it's rough. It's yeah, rough. I don't was I not don't bad. know like what he besides the whole like he is going to be like the big brother quote unquote where it's just yeah. like you know oh, he's gonna be like everyone remembers the moment with Flower on stage where he's talking mm-hmm. with him and that's possibly for a team that. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, has some volatility in terms of their mental. Uh, having someone like Sabiel be there is something that could probably help that because I don't see realistically, especially after what we've seen this tournament, like where he fits because we have someone called Fitz who is the person who actually does do that. Yep. And, and you have somebody like Prophet, you don't need a dedicated Tracer player because you have arguably... One of the most, if not the most, dominant tracer player. Yeah, you know, again, he. I think he's evolved. Not even evolved. I think it, the the light has been shed on his career thus far that he isn't just some sort of you know slave to gesture where he needs that that duo synergy to be able to excel in this hero. You know, he was the the brig hunter in yeah. the Nexus, and the support lines were clenching their proverbial <laughs> butt cheeks together because he was just on the map again. I think Avril said it best. He brings that threat just being on the server. That's the kind of all-star potential that you put on the server and you're already, okay, where is he? Which way is he coming from? You're already there where you put somebody like Sabiobiot and he's nowhere to be found. You, you, you can expend those mental resources or those physical resources in the server elsewhere to help your team. It's, I'd love for, I, I think if you gave them another kind of fit style character again let's say for instance i saw this on reddit this morning you know skimming through checking my little news feed let's just say you know soul dynasty signs a, a little little guy named libero i'm inclined to say that maybe we're in title contention maybe the soul dynasty might be nearing a title you sign somebody like that somebody like fits somebody like profit gesture marvel again you go down the list i'd like a slightly better i think creative had an okay performance this tournament Again, tournament's not over to be fair, but they're looking quite good. I liked quite good, actually. Good. Like, I, I, it was fine for someone who I don't know. Like, I didn't know a lot about creative coming in, but like, for someone who didn't really know, I was like, okay, yeah, there's some good things here. He's not like, again, in the flex support role, I think you need to be extremely good, and he's yeah. not that. I don't think he's like, you know, he's not a detriment. He's not a detriment. No, he's like he's a role player where it's like he's the rock and then you just have him not die or and that's and that's where I'm like, ah, can you make can you really put like a, a championship prediction on a team with like a, a milk toast flex support? That's where I'm like, oh, I want to. 
there my heart even you know a couple shows back i'm like there's something about soul this season i'm like you know what maybe they can do it they got close last season and this tournament's given a lot of faith but i'm i'm not sure i i'm very hesitant to go you know what creative's gonna you know lead this yeah. <laughs> again not a bad not a bad player by any means but uh, i'll agree with kenobi you know role player kind of status right is there anything else you want to talk about this team in particular or other than i think just being kind of surprised again yeah. just, just bringing back that point just being a little surprised at how well they're doing um coordinated to to a degree you know look look practiced which which echoes what you know soul dynasty staff has been saying for at least a few weeks now that they're already in scrims and they're looking good i, th I think we're seeing the fruits of that labor on, on display at, at the nexus so no shout outs to soul asia looking i i think everybody was kind of coming into this you know coming into uh the 2021 season going oh yeah i think asia could be better i think after this event i think i don't i i'd be hard pressed to find anybody that would argue otherwise at this point i think it's like cemented in stone now with the charge looking as good as they are with soul looking at least right now as good as they are shanghai looking quite strong asia looks pretty dominant it looks head and shoulders above obviously that could change with the metas but Right now, I was yeah. quite Asia. I was watching Avril's stream actually, and he was like, "There wasn't, a, there wasn't a team in Asia right now that I think is like bad. Like, there's not a team where I'm just like, this oh. team's awful. This team I can definitely put it in last place. Like, this is not like a region that has like a, you know, a Vancouver Titan. Sorry yeah. to all the Vancouver fans out there, but Vancouver is who we're placing last a lot of the time. And in APAC, there isn't a team like that. There is, there is just such a well, well, Valiant in Asia. Valiant is in Asia. We'll get I to that. about that. But, but even but, then, even again, then, like, depends. With the rumors that I've heard, that team I don't think is also like last either, depending on like what happens with I mean, signings are. But <laughs> it depends on, again, who they sign. But like, even then, like, you've got to sign some big hitters if you're going to not be last, which they seem right. They might just be we'll, last, we'll, but we'll, let to the, we'll leave the juice for last, guys. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll, <laughs> right, we'll have okay, our okay. sweet enjoyment about that entire <laughs> right. thing at the end of the episode. Now, right. <clears throat> okay, I think one team that also needs to be discussed is the, we cannot talk about this, season three best APAC team throughout the season very clearly. Does, do, do, are you at all concerned from Shanghai after the performances at next? No. No, um, I would have liked to see everybody kind of get some stage time. I was kind of impressed by fate. Uh, I'm interested to see your guys's opinion on him. I thought that I, I don't know what I was expecting with him on Wrecking Ball, but I think he really kind of lived up to or, or kind of exceeded my expectations. Um, I kind of viewed him coming into this almost like a Marvel where it's just like, oh, I'm sure he'll do fine. But I thought he excelled. I thought he did really well. I, I was quite impressed with his ball performance. Um, outside of that, it was kind of the same old song and dance. I, I feel like this is another one of those teams that, you know, takes that same Dallas caveat. That's like, okay, well, you know, if you know, let's say they weren't practicing as much or they weren't taking this as seriously, hard to say, but when things went wrong, um, it, you know, when lip dies a little too early or, or hits these low value EMPs, like Avril's been saying, um, team just kind of falls apart. It really doesn't know how to play 
a man down or or with with low resources just yet. So I think that's going to get ironed out in practice. Um, same, you know, overperformance or continuing to overperform. You've got Lip kind of underperforming, if anything. Um, but Fleta, Lee Jae gone, Fate looking lights out. Uh, again, I, I don't think this is a so much of an underperformance that you can kind of mark Shanghai down coming into the season. I think they're definitely still going to be a top team. The best team, that might be a little bit more debatable at this point. So you don't foresee them having a similar dominant performance as they did last season? That that's tough to say. I I I I think it'd be I think I'd be willing to make that claim maybe after the event's done, where it's like, okay, if they don't win this event and they go close with, with Soul again to like a near game five. Yeah, maybe maybe they aren't just going to be head and shoulders the best. I don't know if there is going to be a head and shoulders best team in Asia. I think it just might be yeah. trading back and forth month by month between I, again, this is pre presuming that a team like, you know, the Spark are as good as we're all hyping them up to be, which, you know, with that kind of talent and that much of it, you you got to swing and miss pretty hard if if you're going to mess that up. Um Chengdu in the same way. Maybe they're meta dependent, but I think they can peak really hard, especially in metas like these. And then you've got the Valiant, so uh, I don't think they're <laughs> near in the top anytime soon. But, you know, who knows? I've seen weirder things. Kenobi, I, mean, I noticed yeah. in your face that Joe said something at the beginning of his little monologue, which made your face look like someone just shoved your kid at the playground. <laughs> what, 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 what did you take issue with? I don't think I took issue with anything. I think I like more. I don't even remember what it was. I think you're reading too much into my face. Right? <laughs> he, um, I think I think there was some blasphemy towards Shanghai in there. I mean, this team is like this. First of all, they don't have Molly. Molly instantly upgrades this. Like instantly. I, Izzyaki was fine, but Molly is someone who is going to make this team like way better. Um, also, I don't think there is. I think he's right. Joe is like there isn't going to be a best team in APAC, I think it's just going to be like this team, this region's so strong where it's like, I can't put someone at the top. Uh, if I like had to, if you're, you know, putting a gun to my head, I'd probably say Soul at this point because of what we've seen from Nexus. But like, I really can't see a team being so far ahead like Shanghai. There, it just doesn't, it like, like last season because Chengdu really wasn't good last season. Chengdu's pretty good now, I would say. Um, Spark was having their own issues. They're pretty good now. Again, there's a lot of, Philly's in this region now, you know. True, yeah. There's just there's so much good freaking talent in this region that I think Shanghai is not going to be the same dominant beast that we saw, which I think is good for the region because I think Shanghai really just like cleaned everyone up except for the May Melee where uh Charge won because Eileen was playing Genji and Eileen basically, you know, carried the team. So uh I don't really I didn't really have anything wrong with what Joe said. That kind of makes me really excited. The way that you were kind of like posing that, I'm just like, man, Asia is going to be a even more of a churn of talent where it's just like, we're going to get some banger matches. Hopefully, yep. again, presumably, if all of our estimations of these teams are good and Valiant, you know, <laughs> best of luck. Um, and, and they're okay, at least. There's going to be a ton of competition. The practice is going to be insane in Asia. And it's like, do we just give Asia the championship right now? Just somebody from Asia wins? Oh, who who from NA is really going to stand up against that? Maybe the shock? 
everybody else glads yeah maybe washington again it it feels weird saying but they could be i mean that's the beauty of this next season that we'll probably think much less about the uh regions because we will care more about these tournaments yeah and if we deem that this competition is held with enough integrity where the ping doesn't matter that much then i think our perception of how this league works and how compartmentalizing probably doesn't make as much sense um i think we will eventually more lead into a power ranking at least for the top teams where it we are actually talking about the best team in the world once more not just the best team uh in in asia or in a region Mm -hmm. yeah of course that discourse will still be around because the qualification will be hard but yeah like in general i mean you also have to qualify all the rest of the places you know top five i think is definitely something that people want to argue till the the cows come home oh is this player a top five at this role is this team a top five in general so yeah we might have a, a a better concrete answer at number one but we've got positions two three four five to kind of sit and argue about you know if the justice didn't play the charge come you know april april's tournament or you know whatever tournament june's tournament you know maybe that's an argument to be had you know if they were to play who would win again super fun and that's the 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 beauty of this format is that sometimes you aren't just going to be able to play right yeah you can have those discussions so yeah super exciting now i think we can talk about one more team until we get juicy um (laughs) now would you rather talk about charge which honestly quite surprised me or would you why am i asking you this or would you like to talk about Chengdu? I mean, I, well, I'm kind of surprised. What do you want to talk about with Chengdu? <clears throat> yeah, what do you like? I so this, I think, I feel like when we talk about Chengdu, it's like we don't I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would, but to be fair, I think if they played in this tournament, they would crush. They would be very good in this okay, tournament. Okay, so then let me. Mm, uh, no, I don't feel that's proper to talk about. Like I was, I was thinking about bringing N- NYXL into the fray, but, uh, you know, like. The footage. Can I get a temperature check? I haven't <laughs> seen that, by the way. Can we get a temperature check on NYXL in Asia? I haven't either. Yes, so. you go first. I think they're better than I initially anticipated. Okay. Not going oh, to really? go into any detail on um, on the reasons why, or uh, I'm. I also honestly don't think it is proper that when a team requests it to not use the um. The, their leaked scrim bots for content creation that i think that should be honest people do it anyways yeah yeah um unlucky so i agree that it's sort of like a victimless crime in some sense but i think there's something to be said about integrity and personal boundaries um okay. and that which should be respected was an honest mistake keep in mind nyxl is also not the one that caused this so i don't know that not not my style uh now is is that kind of take looking at uh, them kind of surprising you in a way um is that more because you place them kind of low yes or is that just them actually surprising you yeah because like it's hard ranking people in in the apex oh for sure right yeah but like who would you have had as the weakest team in the apex region because soul is out Soul is probably Bef- not it. well yeah before valiant uh yeah it, I don't it's know tough if there is like a weakest like it right now charge, probably but charge this tournament yeah like, i think charge like, is yeah, definitely good. in discussion yeah. before this tournament again like yeah, you know right? what i'm saying 
Um, and if you're going before Valiant, it, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I think maybe NYXL could have battled for that. Um, but with these kind of caveats in mind, I, I'm, I'm still kind of cold. I need to see something from them that isn't just a leak scrimbot, right? Like, I, I I'm not going to. Yeah, right. I haven't seen it, so like I don't. Neither have I. About it, so I like, can't comment on it, even yeah. if I wanted to. Um, so have charge exceeded your expectations for that team? Very oh. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like so much better than I thought they would be. Uh, I I could like specifically Kareev, who like we meme about again. We, we talked about. Yeah, the, I'm yeah, ready. Roll to meet star, roll star Kareev. We meme about it. Anna literally carried Temple of Anubis for them. Chill out. It's one he cup. Pound- he he carried he it. Yes, he was very he good. Kind of pounded. Oh, he did. He, he did. Carried them that map. He did. Like I'm I looked say, at I'm that game say, and I said that kid fucks. Not ready to say top five. You know, flex support in APAC, but his Ana looked incredible. He fragged out of his mind on that. Yeah. And his Zen, I think, needs work. Uh, uh, like I talked about earlier with like the transcendence usage. Wasn't a big fan of it, but oh. I was expecting him to like not do anything, right? And now he's coming in and he's actually like pretty decent. I think you still have it. Like Jihoon, I think is a good p- sign in if you need like that ball player. Uh-huh. Jihoon's obviously very good at ball. Uh kind essentially a one trick. Like they played him on Rhinus sometimes, but let's be real. He's a he's a ball player. Yeah. That's yeah. Who he is. Eileen does not get enough credit. No. Yeah. He does not get enough credit no. as being just like an absolute Preach. goon of a freaking DPS. He is nuts, and he does not get enough credit because he, he's like one, kind of one of these like one of these Chinese players who's on like the the charge, like the only one besides Mike Lee, and all like the other attention is on like these other Chinese players, like Shy and Leave and you know Jinmu from Chengdu. But Eileen fucks. I don't have a Go XLR, so I can't believe why not. But he <laughs> fucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. This, this is a this is a summer style performance from him at, during the Nexus. I thought he was lights out. Um, again, I think, like you said, Jihoon is a great pickup. I think that at least to me, signals some kind of future sight from this team to say, look, Wrecking Ball isn't going anywhere anytime soon, and if it's going to be something that we have to deal with, why not pick somebody up like this who can kind of come in when we need him to, and you know. Rio swaps for everything else. Great, great signing in my my eyes. Um, and as somebody who you know hasn't necessarily caught up with Korean contenders all that much, I thought Choi had a fantastic rookie showing. Obviously, not his debut in the Overwatch League, but if this is what we can expect from him on stage, Charger dangerous. Yeah, I'm even higher on Kareev. I looked at I, I I you know I test compare these to the rest of the supports that we've seen in the Nexus so far. I'm I'm kind of ready to say Kareev was the best performance we've seen when it came from Flex. I thought he pounded, yeah, I mean, carried fights by himself. EM, EMP sleep, sleeping people just across map, drilling kids on Zen. Yeah, sure. I have to you know admit transcendence usage is not necessarily the best, but there was plenty of other you know Flex supports whose trances weren't fantastic either. Um, but we nobody really kind of showcased that much kind of fragging potential that Kareev did as well. And, and and that's where I'm just like, man, it they've got some threats on this team. You've got to shut down a whole lot of people if you want to shut charge up. They're just going to drill you cross map consistently. Hmm. Um it, it, this is a scary team. This is a scary team. I thought Mondi was good. Krong obviously continues to be great. Kaylee, 
looked great in the maps that we saw him. I think it was on Volskaya. He started popping off. Just you know what the, this this is you know what a the dangerous is? team. Is this like I was very adamant that like my Kaylee was like a weird signing because I thought it should be idea. My Kaylee looks good. I just yeah. I can't I can't take anything away from the kid. Everything that I talked to, like everything that I've heard about, like he's just like a nutty aimer. He's extremely good. Like, yeah, he is. I I don't think that this is like a signing where it's like, oh, I wish this was Dia anymore. This is this is a really good signing. As much as I do wish Dia was an owl, I can understand now why Guang charge on with this guy because he actually is incredibly good. Yeah. Now, okay. So that's get into. I think Dia is a good good segue oh, into good. this. Segue so, into the juice. There was once was a man who walked into the darkness, saw very little light at the end of the tunnel, and was ready to lie down and give it all up. And then the unimaginable happened. A black swan event. Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> and suddenly there's hope. Now, once again, like um I'm not going to add anything to the uh, towards the um information that's being put out. Um to a large degree I think there was some uh, irresponsible reporting there anyway. Um but the bottom line being that I think what we can assume is that this team is going to be rebuilt largely. And in a way, that means two things. First of it means a new team will have to be built in Asia. And that is confirmed information. Of course, um, the Valiant will be playing in Asia at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, and the... The other implication of, of all of this, we feel a little bit comf more comfortable talking about, is that a lot of top or very good talent will enter the pool. Right? Now, there are... Did I do this now? Would it be cringe now? Would it be cringe, Joe? It'd be cringe. <laughs> We're doing it. I mean, if nothing else, I'm I not being cringe. So... <laughs> Hello, <laughs> hello, hey, hey, Valiant, what are you doing over there? Are you like, oh, you're 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 cooking Chinese, right? Right. Do you have any leftovers <laughs> from last week, like a like a KSP or a Shacks I could buy off of you, like for for <laughs> cheap guys, like like? Okay, that that this is home. How far I will go with this? Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> Um, what's what's this what's this sitcom called where this guy never showed his face? Uh, home uh, yeah, home, home improvement. improvement, right? So okay, now let's start. I uh, probably with with a China faction's favorite topic. <laughs> of course, let's assume for the sake of the argument that yeah. let's say eight slots or so, or like whatever a team might be or more. Uh, players will be uh, recruited for this particular um, situation. Who would you pick? I mean, like, okay, so I would go on to the assumption that this, this will not be a full Chinese. I, I don't think that would be the So let's I, just say it was, though. You can't. You, I don't think it's possible. Like, 
unless you're i unless mean you're it's, picking, it's possible it's just not gonna be very I good i don't think it's good would be no. the, like i i think that like you would have to take pieces from uh other chinese or, or like other teams that have chinese players like you get mm. you get dia you get super rich and you get innovation those are three players that i think are very good mm. you get no hill as your coach i think you bring him along um okay. I don't think that there are that you you can make like okay so let me be frank with you China at the moment has a very low lacking level of talent that can be brought to over I think just because of age and because we don't know enough about these players like everyone who should have gone up is basically already up like there are a few players like I think over maybe I don't really yeah. you know over had some issues during uh you know during the season wasn't like didn't even end up playing towards the back end of it during gauntlet like it was yeah uh yahoo was playing yep. like you maybe bring up some of the team chaser players like aprita and monk i think are two people who you can bring up show chang if he's starting to play flex tank maybe you bring up show chang don't say is someone winter uh zijin there are options but if you want to make a good team, you will make this team half Korean and half. No. But no. you get shy, super rich, and uh, not shy. You get super rich, Dia, and innovation, and no hill. That is a good start. Okay. That is something that you can build around for sure. Because mm. I think no hill actually, no hill deserves a lot of credit. Like we talk a lot about players here. No hill deserves a lot of credit because no hill was also the coach of LG Huya. And while they did do, you know, pretty poorly in Gauntlet, I'm. After what I saw from Dokebi last season, I'm starting to believe that was more of Dokebi's uh, than anything. So I give a lot of credit to No Hill who, being someone who, because like there was actually a point, like the reason that CMCC, I think, lost to Fly Gaming was No Hill actually wasn't able to coach them. Like he said on Twitter, like he was doing university stuff and wasn't able mm -hmm. to be there. And that's the only time CMCC lost. When No Hill is with that team, they like beat everyone. They beat Flag, they beat, you know, all these Korean teams. So No Hill, I think, deserves a lot of credit as being someone who is very pivotal in Team CC. I mean, you make some good points. Um, so you would take... You can't take Spectra too, but I would take Spectra. You can't take him because he's like 15. But uh, I would take Spectra. Take him to your academy, you know, if Ellie mm. Billion. That's... Uh, yeah, that's I, it, and that's where it's like, where else do you go? Obviously, GBS is, you know, at least on the market, from my understanding. You get uh, the runaway players. Right. Yeah. You get yeah. the runaway players. You get assassin. You get uh, where the other revenge. You can just take if you want. Uh, I think as well. Like you can just grab most of them because they they don't even have buyouts anymore. Oh yeah, I guess they were let go. I guess or I don't know that that kind of read to me that they were going somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, maybe uh, you know. Yeah, who's to say? Hundred percent. Um, but that 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 that's who I think you get. You get the runaway players, and you get the half of TGC. Yeah. And you just meld them together. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Wu Xiao playing like ball or something? Or no, they were just playing like hog comps in Gauntlet, right? Yeah. They because yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. have a main tank because Mag was there. Yeah. I'm warning who y'all have practiced singing since the last time. So if you want a <laughs> stats pad again, I'm ready. For those that <laughs> get there. Somebody again. Yo, <laughs> Wu y'all I think people are I, I think he, who y'all kick okay, on? <laughs> people, people like shame him and like finger wag him a lot of the time. You know, I still remember when Wu y'all was was yeah. 
Bigs, it was like so Sunday. good, dude. It was Bigs, so like, good. And, then, and then micro missiles come in, and then yeah, who y'all? Yeah, shorter DM. Who y'all win? <laughs> he went from who y'all to who y'all? Hmm. Who, who who who's playing this diva? Because it ain't it ain't very good. Um, uh, where who where else would you want to go with this though? From Gauntlet, Gaga's gone. Dia, yeah, I get it. You get Dia. I I guess the big the my my big or what I'd be interested in is seeing how young some of those team chaser players are. You know, is is our Monk and uh, I think Monk uh, is of age. I believe. I mean, also I you can't. Also, I don't think you get a Prita if you have innovation already. Because I sure, think I think that's fine. Tracer I I take Monk first pick then. No, hundred Monk is like Monk. the next best. Yeah, you take Monk because Monk you is know, like the next. Sorry, best. revenge, but I'm going Monk for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can take Monk. You can take. I mean, you still have the opportunity to take. Stole if you want. If you want to, probably not. Let's, if you want, if you let's want. step away from the gun. Let's, yeah. you know, <laughs> let's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then you have like you have pineapple who you could also take, but pineapple is under eight, from my understanding. Yeah. Um, you could take winter, but winter is also like a, a very. Uh, Isn't he just like a far player? He's a, he's, a tra- he's a tracer player actually. He oh really? Uh, oh. Well, he's he's one of those Chinese DPS that just has like heroes that they're good at and don't mm. really have like a specific role. Where it's like the fair is really good, but their tracer is also like super good. They have a McCree mm. some just somewhere in their back pocket, like stuff like that. Um. Yeah, that's. I guess that's my big, my big concern is like, okay, if 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 again, we're we're assuming that Valiant just wipes the slate clean and starts to rebuild, um, my big questions come in at main tank and main support. Who are we napping? There's definitely some some. Not I guess main support. support. No, not no, main support. That's right. No. That's right. Because <laughs> you've got super, super rich, is it? That- that looked like I was got my kids got kicked, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Right. I, I I kicked I kicked <laughs> Nobi's kid there. You know. Well, Super Rich the is probably the best main support right now is Chinese. I think better than Yvelto. And I really like him. For sure. What's the hero so then like? Give us a little everything. Everything? Uh, the only the, the only thing he the only thing he can't play is Bap. That's like the one issue. Um Lucio's fantastic. Uh, Brig fantastic. I'm, I'm, Mercy's Mercy is fantastic. Uh, am I missing any other of the main? Moira is not. Uh, is isn't that flex? Yeah, it's more flex usually, usually, but yeah. But yeah, the, is there the, any the kind of flex that you feel like he could play at least well enough? I mean, or at least have seen. Moira's not that hard to play. No, he's mostly he's mostly been playing. The bap right. was like the the one thing that was the biggest issue. I think in which right. way? No, I think Team CC just didn't know how to like Team CC's BAP issues. I think were the fact that like they weren't comfortable in the heroes. Mm. Like he doesn't look like from my remembering of what happened, it was either like far away or it was super rich who were having issues on BAP, which is why they lost um, a couple of times during the first season when the like BAP. Um, I think Berg was like the permanent. So actually, he didn't mm. play BAP. My mistake. Um, he's mostly been like the Brig. The Mercy, the Lucio player, and that's pretty much been it, and it's all been great. There hasn't been a time where I've really looked at Super Rich as being like, this guy's an issue. He's usually been the one, actually, where whenever the rest of the team sees having issues, he's the one who I was always like, yeah, this guy's playing fine. Like, he was never a detriment to the team, where it's like 1987, when he was there playing Baptiste, it was like, there's a bit of an issue there. 
And this isn't just his first season doing well either. Like I remember, no, like this he was kid on LP, popping off, yeah, like, for a while when he was called Hoyachan. Like he's really good, and I think he's someone that I was incredibly shocked to not be in Overwatch League, especially because they brought up Chinese main supports, which mm. I don't understand why Super Rich wasn't in that pool. But now maybe he, you know, this is like the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, <laughs> it might be there say? in the shape of a Valiant logo. Giant V coming and sweeping them up. The thing is, this is not like a telegraph deal, right? Like, I can yeah. tell you, nobody knew this was for sure coming and were saving themselves to play for this team. So no, why I mean, yeah, were yeah. these players not picked up in the first I place? I have no idea. Like, I, you were, I was here last time and you are like, D didn't perform well in the scrims. Screw it if he didn't perform well in the scrims. The dude, like, was the best player in Chinese contenders. Like, why is he not on a team? Because you brought up, like, I mean, obviously, my Kaylee looks good, but Chengdu brought up Jimmy. Like, you could you could have brought up Dia. It's it's not difficult. To, it wasn't difficult, and it was a good decision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm generally of the um, opinion that real life or real match behavior or play should weigh more. I also increasingly trust the judgment of coaches to know what kind of uh, intangible effects they're looking for. So I don't think... Like, this is a thing that generally is way too over-hyperbolized, where there might have been a smidgen of truth to it, or in some cases, like, for instance, say, very early Shanghai Dragons or ever, where there was genuine incompetence on the uh, orc side of things, or, like, the coach's side of things. I think everyone who thinks Overwatch League coaches are stupid is big, big, big into Dunning Kruger. Like just calling <laughs> for it. Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I had a lot of uh just like networking calls, just like trying to get a feel for what the leak is like. And I I basically never get out of a meeting and don't think, wow, this person is actually really smart. Like Every person I talk to is just a... Like, we are filtering well at this point. And yes, there might still be some bad apples, and there might still be people that are in over their heads in terms of, like, what kind of positions they're put in, and these will also increasingly go. But, like, the quality of coaching and management overall for sure has gone up. And people are actually really knowledgeable about the scene with just very many... Um, aspects of it which are equally as logical not really known so they might look stupid I think the underlying assumption should not be wow are these guys dumb at scouting or at doing XYZ it should be what do we not know in right. this puzzle yeah. that we think this looks bad yeah yep. and, and like I'm not I'm not trying to say that like all the people who like mm -hmm. I'm not saying like they're the coaches were dumb. I hope that didn't come off that way. No, no. Um, okay. like, I, I mean, the, the general Dia... I think people yeah, hijack that. ...well-received from okay. me as well. Yeah. And I think it's also not a thing that... Where it was like, yeah, no, we're definitely not get, getting Dia. It's more like... Yeah, it, it was, was like... Beaten narrowly but in, in, yeah. in those considerations, yeah. what kind of a person you're looking for. Yeah. Right? Which is, which is why it's like weird to me. It's like, how bad were the scrims where it's like, if that was the real thing, it's like, no one liked him in the scrims. It's how... Because I don't know, like, how bad were they? Because, again, this is the player that 
I think if you knew you asked everyone who's watched Chinese contenders, Dia was the best player in Chinese contenders. So what is the piece that we're missing? Like you're talking about where we don't know why he's not there because it from the outside looking in, like I don't have that much, uh, inside knowledge in terms of like what the Chinese orgs are doing, but, but like from the outside looking in as someone who's covered the region, it's like, you're not taking the best player in the region. And you are also taking who I would deem inferior players in the same role to your team. So what is the disconnect? Right. It's, it's and there's just, there, there's gotta be, I mean, I, you know, I trust in Ray, I trust in Ray. I trust in like the coaching staff of all these teams, but from the outside looking in, does look a little bit weird and i would like to oh, eventually sure. like you know i'm not asking for leaks or anything but it'd be nice to know where that disconnect happened hmm. I, yeah i think this season in particular was, was was always going to be tough and i think those discussions around like oh my god how is this player not picked up yeah. how is that player not picked up um but the way the world works right now especially I, I feel for a lot of these teams because I'd imagine their pockets are uh, running a little thin. Um, so the depth that they might want to hire isn't there. The the resources that they might have, yes, they they went away. So it's there's there's I, and we said this before. There's going to be a lot of talent left on the shelf. Yes, whether it be Rascal, Libero, Dia, whoever you name it, they they might just be there till midseason. And hopefully, like Yiska has been projecting. Maybe we get a midseason signing window, like not window opening up from the league's perspective, but just like an increase. Yeah, Yeah. an increase in terms of, you know, early to midseason signings because either of a resource injection, maybe they're selling their GameStop stocks. Who knows? Um, You know, (laughs) to the moon, they, they, they can get some of these players, you know, left in the pot because, you know, there are there are some talent that that you'd like to see, but. There's got to be a reason, and I obviously have to point towards COVID as kind of that culprit. So, but yeah, yeah, no, like, and I will also say, like, reasons why you might not see players in teams that you expect to be. Uh, and the, okay, I have to preface this I don't think any of the, I actually for sure don't know anything why, as to why Dia wasn't picked. So, why the following, uh, attributes might um, apply to him, I wouldn't know. And it's not a hint towards anything. But there are several different reasons why people might not be in the Overwatch League that you expect him to. Number one reason is... I'm not, I'm not sure. We're not going to do priority. I'm just going to list them. Some people are pricing themselves out of the market, naturally. Some people are considered less good than they are in the perception of the community. Some people bring a personality that is not feasible or desirable for the specific team that they're in, and either their type of character role has already been filled, or they expect it to be a problem. Um, um, Oversaturation of the role is quite often the case. Um, Visa limitations are are a thing, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think those are like the big ones. Where most of the time these rank higher than orc incompetence is basically what I'm uh, what I'm saying. Um, that's not to absolve like some organizations of having made bad decisions. We have pointed them out before on this podcast, <laughs> seemingly bad decisions, uh, I might say. But um, yeah, I think in general 
we it, it's very it's also a thing of sports let's be honest like i've never like if you are watching the world cup for instance everyone has an opinion on that and nobody's yeah. remotely correct on what is actually the problem and everyone has a really limited understanding of the strategy unless they're really deep into it and then you might have a chance to understand it and even then you might not because you don't know what the people behind it are like um there's also an aspect of people yeah. wanting to have grinders wanting to have very coachable players sure. players that are receptive learn quickly that those type of attributes we generally don't find out unless the teams talk about them right so i think under under those uh ideas things look very differently it's in general it's the case you okay it's like a lot of people are trying to explore the universe of overwatch esports and the power levels with rockets and just trying to force their way in and like we're, we're going to sit in this rocket like going to like charge like with full force and we're going to get to the moon you're going to get to the moon mm -hmm. at best at Mars. The actual way to explore the universe is to do it with radio astronomy and get more sensitive towards the things, towards the little minutia, to listen to the people intently and understand okay. that like, there's, there's much more complexity to it than you might initially um, think there is. And in that sense, I think the... Um, the assumption just generally should be that these people are very um very smart of course we're like super, super relatively short into this experience overwatch esports which also keeps oh, ever changing sure. so experience is like so so and keeps soft resetting every every year so mm, yeah no like Fem th like this this sector i feel like where familiar is where familiarity with the source or with the people in the scene doesn't breed content it breeds understanding of the complexities of the system and about the abilities of the vast majority of people that work this because you cannot be like it's it's really hard to be a chameleon to be really like out of your depth and at least not have some skill that you oh, bring sure. to the table and I think that's that's where it's it. leveling up. That's where it's not, you know, like you said, it's not it's not that people are inept anymore or, you know, that those bad actors have been definitely weeded out. Um now it's just the resources aren't there. These these people just have way too much to do, way too much stuff to manage and they don't have anybody to delegate to. And that's the new problem that Overwatch League franchises have to kind of fix is this and again, it's it's it again. We go back to the resource argument, where it's just like we're in COVID. We don't have much resources from the you know financial level to be able to hire more coaches or hire more team managers or hire these people that again would help you know these gems along. And you know, I look at a team like Paris that's just like Aval is you know trying her hardest. God bless her. You know, shout outs to her. I'm excited to see what happens with that roster because it doesn't look all that bad. So again, a com competitive roster kind of cobbled together. You know, where's her help? I, I blame Paris a little bit, but I also go, well, I wonder how much they actually have to work with, how much confidence they have in the product right now, because the legs are sweeped out from under it. So it's, I don't think it's anybody's fault. 
right? It's it's just kind of a, a state of the the world. Yeah, as 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 shameful as it is, but the the positive thing is that we have grown past a lot of the the uh, the, the the problematic gatekeepers that were not necessarily keeping people out, but yeah, having wrong looks on things or having the wrong decisions. I think I agree with Jessica here that we've definitely progressed past that. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. still people are casting nets. Yeah. And the size mm-hmm. of their nets determine what kind of fish they catch. Right? And if you're if you're like a lesser known guy that doesn't have the profile, you're slipping through. It's really easy. Like there were guys that were scouted towards some top level teams were made it really deep and nobody t- else looked at them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the others are bad at scouting. What it means is you fit the exact mold that they were looking for and the other teams didn't, right? So there is such a thing as a, the right player for the right team. Oh, for sure. And that, yeah. 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 It kind of reminds me of like, there's this like back when, like the World Cup analogy where it's like, uh, I think in Brazil in 2016, like the US, like Jurgen Klinsmann was coaching. And then like he didn't bring Landon Donovan, who if you're new to soccer, like he's probably the greatest. That's like the one soccer he's player. The, that he's I feel like like everybody the, yeah, he's like the only like <laughs> he's like the greatest probably US soccer player ever at the current moment. And they didn't bring him. And then like the news media in the US just was like freaked out. Everybody was so upset. And it kind of reminds me of like of this where it's just like maybe there's something like the right player for the right team. Like maybe that's not what Jurgen Klinsman wanted. And if you're going to hire a guy to be your coach, and Jurgen Klinsmann is someone who probably has a lot of pedigree, like or not probably does, literally won a World Cup himself. So like, I think Yuska's right. It's like there 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 isn't really anyone who's just like dumb. I don't think they're like not making the right decision. I think everyone knows what they're doing. It's just that there are some like there are some people who are going to fall through the cracks. He's right, and Dia and Super Rich, who are two people that I'm very uh, I have, what's the word I'm for. But two people that I really like in terms of the, the play style and I think should be in Overwatch League and our Overwatch League talent right. just didn't get through yeah. until yeah. Valiant maybe come along and, <laughs> and change right. it. And often you will also see that some players just like... Uh, for instance, I don't think Mac didn't receive any offers last season. He was just chilling with his yeah. boys on Runaway. Wanted to play some more there and didn't want to yeah. rush it, right? Yep. So... Um, that's also a part of it that sometimes players don't want to, right? And that they are happy 100%. where they are or like their situation doesn't allow for it. Also, let's keep in mind, we're still in the global pandemic. There are wider <laughs> life consequences to consider when making these big decisions. Also, like, we, it's sort of up in the air where you're doing what you're doing um, in terms of like where the place is where you're doing it. So, like, this is a really hard thing, and I think the underlying, uh, r- once again, like, maybe, maybe install, like, malware is to think, this doesn't make sense, people are stupid. That is, right. that is your human error code for this league in particular. What should be installed in that place is, what am I missing? What do I not understand about the complexity of this system? Mm-hmm. I think one of the big revelations to that, the one big like antivirus that has been installed, especially this season, is now we actually have teams coming out and saying, look, here's our goals. This is what we're aiming to do. 
So while there's talent on the table that obviously needs to be signed by an Overwatch League team, we're not going to be the ones to do that. Here's why. These are our goals. This is what we're working with. This is what we want to achieve. This is what you can expect from us. Obviously, talking about the London Spitfire and their GM Nuki coming out and saying, look, this is you know our goals for this team. We're, we want to be mostly European, if not fully European. This is how we're going to do things. This is what you can expect from us. You know, We'll see you in April. Yep. We don't then go to Spitfire and go, why isn't Rassel on this team? Why isn't D on this team? Why? Because we know yep. there has been light shed on that. And I think that's another one of those things where it's just like we look at Houston in season one and we go, OK, is that the most competitive team ever? Yes. Probably not. What kind of goals were they going for? Yep. What was their their MO building that team? Yeah. If you were to shed some light on that, if there was some again, not to go all you know full content mode, but if you were to make and, and voice that opinion or voice that stance, I think these conversations are a little bit more easier to work around where it's just like, well, they're, they're, they're rebuilding. They're, they're, they're working at, you know, 2022 is their, their, you know, playoff season right now. They're just kind of restructuring things. This is the buy season. We don't get that kind of conversations. We don't get that kind of not feedback, but communication from the, the, the franchises to say, look, this is what we're doing. This is, this might be the reason why, you know, these talents are left on the shelf. Let's not forget. Like success in the Overwatch League is not a um, a spectrum; it's a multi-dimensional yeah. uh, calculation. And let's not forget why that is. It's because of us, and it's because of you. Because you don't reward winning the league as much as other sports do, or with attention, with buying merch and whatnot. And if that's not your thing, that's fine. Like we just interacted different people, but yeah. that makes build like building a successful franchise a way more complicated thing because suddenly you cannot just care about winning. You got to care about winning with the guy that has the most followers on Twitter mm -hmm. and has the, gives the most interviews and the best ones. And you can send on Kimmel, and if he's also the best player in the world, nice. But <laughs> you you get pretty lucky if that happens, right? So, um, in, in that sense, like, I think that that also always needs to be a multidimensional um, consideration. There are other limiting factors such as roster building strategies, limitations on your budget, both for buyouts and uh, salary, visas, COVID, um, reputation of a player feedback from a community on a player um which are like soft signals towards the popularity of the player eventually and the marketability of him sure um you build a product with the attraction of sponsors in mind and want to like flesh out the values that we represent that brands can attach to this is not like Let's just win and get money. Yeah. I remember having a very heated argument very early on in Overwatch that winning is not necessarily the only way to success. Mm -hmm. You can be very successful and win very little. I think the first season taught us that extremely well. How many fans do you think the Shanghai Dragons had? And how many fans do you think uh, uh, the San Francisco Shock had in season one? Probably a, a, a vast majority difference. Even the shock yeah. even played the streamer game with IDDQD and stuff, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Just but, like I would say, 
Um, mayhem, maybe, maybe mayhem. Was sure, yeah, mayhem's a better, yeah, mayhem, a better example. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Or Boston had a mayhem. Well, Boston had those couple stages. Right, but they, they didn't have there. a following uh, immediately, right? That is no, 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 one no, no. of the one of the cases where the um, difference of expectation to outcome actually helped them get uh, fans. But yeah, overall, yeah. like again, it's it's really hard. Like, and yes, we have new incentive structures, as we pointed out last episode and on the article I wrote that this will like doing better will increase your reach in some way or your opportunity for reach. But then again, like <laughs> ideally, you make it there with like the best player that is also the most popular player on the planet. I mean, you're asking for a unicorn at that point. Yeah, yep. which we had, and then yep. then they leave. Why? Yeah. Because this game has problems. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. But what I am going to do is I'm going to pose you both as a whole. this question. Yeah, sort of. Um, I don't know if I I'd have to unpack that a little bit more. Um, so in that in that way, where you know we need more incentive structures, or you know having these incentive structures this season is definitely going to help things. Um, obviously. Traditional sports in the States and in Europe are vastly different. Kenobi, I think, is well-equipped to handle both of them being kind of... Uh, I don't know. Are you a dual citizen? Is that, is that fair to say? Tries. Try. Oh, my, my mistake. My, <laughs> my bad. I didn't know we were overachieving. Um, in that way, you know, is this the point where the Overwatch League needs to let franchises sink and swim? Do we kind of need to pull the, the rug out from underneath them and go, look, you guys better start doing something or this just isn't going to work. I, I think I know Yiska's stance on this, but Kenobi, where do you kind of where, where do you kind of sit on this? So you're asking like, should we just let the teams that are failing? Not necessarily to say to let them fail, but to allow the teams that want to exceed, give them that opportunity. For example, we obviously know that the you know some of the merch sale has been um, equalized across a lot of yeah. the teams. Is that something you you'd want to see come back to? Give these teams that want to participate, yes. that want to excel, give let them let them play the game. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that merch should be like a, a thing where it's like if you're gonna like there shouldn't be no slacking in terms because if if everything is like oh everyone's gonna get the same amount, no one's gonna try anything. Like right, like no one's gonna really no innovation, make, no innovation. The only team that's ever able to do that was Houston, who's like made like some new. That's, uh, they got some sick merch. Think, yeah, like oh. their their merch, like the flower powder merch. I don't know if that necessarily is shared between all the all teams i don't know enough about any of those things but like stuff like that doesn't happen if if the, like if, if you can be like a competitive market and just be like okay yeah i want to make something really cool but i'm going to be doing it for the sake of the other 19 teams that are in the i don't really think that's the greatest way to do it the funny thing in, in is yes it isn't the incentive structure is pretty screwed but in the same sense it doesn't have to be. It's a weird prisoner's dilemma situation. Yeah. Where, like, if if we're all in this and we would all go like full force to yeah. the moon, diamond hands. Yeah. If we all hard. died, <laughs> if, if we like, if we all, if we're all like buying GME stocks, if like all these twenty teams are just everybody, just hold, hold your GMEs, nope. right? Everybody, just hold. Then it's yeah, really but we're good. all no, I'm getting is lost no. porn right now, Kenobi. The, the Overwatch League is lost porn. I want to see some stocks. No, no, you no. Know no. What I'm saying? So, but the met <laughs> metaphor is. Why don't, like, subtract or insert instead of GME stock, insert hype, content, and, like, drive for the league. 
and we all sure. work on it and we all go mm -hmm. ham on our uh, expenditure for these types mm -hmm. and we let loose a little bit on the restrictions that we have in terms of like what kind of content can fly and we really adapt to the audience and to the moon boys like to the yeah moon. so you, so you're buying me dinner right <laughs> i would if that makes you work harder <laughs> <laughs> we're we're I, going I to have dinner together. That's the point, right? Like, yeah, we're having we're dinner going together. To eat. <laughs> if we're you can feast, if you, <laughs> if you can hold true to that benevolence, and you can and you can guarantee me that nineteen or twenty other people are going to be able to be that benevolent, then yeah, the system works. Look, the dude, problem is nobody's look, like that. The, the thing is, like, okay, what you do is like, okay, you you just say, okay, let's go all out, and then there's going to be two slackers. And then you just get the soap with the sock behind the barn and let them know that this is not how it flies. You know? That's, that's, I wasn't sure where you're going with soaps and socks like, until you yeah, went yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was but, confused a bit. But uh, yeah, no, no, I think. Um, yeah, you got just got a, a indirectly sanctioned behavior that doesn't contribute to the continued survival of the league and i know that right. there is um something to be said about the responsibility of course of uh, already having made uh, sufficient or um high financial commitments towards the success of this thing but like you you gotta juice it up a little bit more and here's the here's the kicker this is a passion industry like there are very few industries where you would will get passionate high skilled people in that you can underpay more than in esports right like gaming is like this in in general i honestly think uh esports is worse in terms of like what what you can expect to be paid for the skill level uh that you have oh, generally sure. even though mm -hmm. like um obviously like it's IT not already and one to game one it's not amazing but yeah but yeah, sure, everyone's it, so underpaid, dude. Like this, this industry works on the, on the blood, sweat, and tears of a lot of people it, that aren't paid at all. It, I agree one hundred percent. I, I just, I can already hear the hijacking of just like, yeah, you're right, Yiska. If they did spend all that time, they would have spent playing video games. They would have been heart surgeons by now. It's just like, yeah, guys, that, that's not how that works. <laughs> some know, might be have skills. Some might be sure. <laughs> some, some, yeah. not all. Let, yeah, let's let's yeah. not you know throw 300 some odd people no. under the bus in that way no but like we we definitely most definitely have a lot of uh people with the intellect to be very successful managers huh? to sure. be engineers to be uh leadership figures in other parts of business or i mean other parts of life generally yep. speaking that like the average level of talent in this sector is actually crazy in comparison to uh, mm -hmm. the normal market position. And what you have to pay these guys is laughable in comparison. Like, people don't seem to realize that how bad of a business currently esports actually is, that when you have such a powerful workforce and you're still barely holding on despite underpaying them so heavily, like these business models we have are atrocious. Like, if if we're not, if people weren't sacrificing and also to a degree making poor financial choices towards the future of their career, and sort mm. of like now it's getting a little bit more palatable because it's like it's a gamble you can take with your career. And then, um, like, it's not seen as like a hole in your, uh, 
resume anymore, right? But like that wasn't the case. A lot of the people that have stuck around for over a decade uh, definitely had to work against adversity. So sure. it's and everything is just hard. Like you work a lot, you don't get paid a lot. Like the the uh, job security is uh, low in pretty much every sector. The yeah. The overall skill sets that you like, everyone in esports is seemingly uh, uh, autodidactic. Has to teach themselves. Like everyone that that works a job can practically do something else. Like it's crazy. Like how often you just hear, "Oh, what what are you doing? Oh, you're doing ma uh, team management for that team. Oh, you can also edit like a featured movie thing. Like because you had to like develop that skill set to in order to have any PR for your team." Or that type of stuff, or mm -hmm. right? It's it is like that. They the talent level in in esports and no less in Overwatch, and we're finally also cashing in on it by uh, opening the doors towards these uh, types of people. Um, like it's 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 just uh, that's that's what this industry is carried by, and um, everyone that tells me that we need new monetization models, we've we've talked about it once before. Like it's. It is pretty nutty to me that I can't pay as much as I do for entertainment subscriptions and don't have one in esports anymore. Um, I, I think, again, probably not worth unpacking fully, but I, yes. I think there's reasons for that. I think there are, are very real reasons why people aren't spending money. I also think that, again, we're very spoiled. We're very inundated. We're, we're kind of inoculated into this idea that esports is free. And in yeah. that way, nobody's ever had to pay for anything. Not saying that you have to pay for things, but nobody's also creating things worth your time and buying. There's a reason why. Granted, it's a bit of a cooked opinion or or a cooked take, but there's a reason why people are buying GameStop socks and weren't spending, you know, more than four dollars on esports anything. You know, it's there. There's you're investing into a gamble and a perceived value, or or literally just nothing. So I think we have to, across esports as a whole, have to step up. And that's why I look at, you know, Liquid. I'm going to step outside of Overwatch for a second. I look at Liquid Plus. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I don't know if anybody's going to be interested in it. I'll be surprised. But at least that's something that somebody's creating that, you know, is, is challenging the status quo and saying, well, you know, at least 100 Thieves made merch. That's cool, I guess. Right, guys? Like, yep. anybody else doing anything cool? Nope. And God... It sure is hell in Overwatch League teams, to tell you that. Like, if, if these teams want to succeed, I feel like that we need to start producing something worth buying. And right now, it just ain't it. It's just not there yet. And I mean, I don't know. That, to, I don't be, know. to be fair, I think we have plenty of products that are worth paying money for. We're just so used to not spending money on it. And if you take that away from us now, and sure, yeah, paying, then it's that wouldn't work, right? 100%. So I think you have to go up. Not above that, but you have to make something alongside that. Yeah. That is equal in terms of value, or maybe even more so for a different audience that you can put a price point on and say, look, you can you can have this, the the free, you know, stream, but you can also pay a little bit extra for all these extra perks. Stuff like that. Like I I for instance paid for G Cell. I didn't feel bad uh paying sure. for that. Even though sure. I was a poor student. Was friend. Like if you're spending so much time watching Overwatch, then theoretically there should be a way to monetize that specifically uh, uh, that actually actively has you make the decision to put money into it and not just like ad revenue stuff where we are even sure. ad blocking anyway, right? 
So yeah, it's it's a hard thing. Like as soon as someone yeah, can, by no means is it easy. But but 100%. by the way, like for for instance, the when streaming came out, the streaming could have run very very differently to what it is. Sure, yeah. But <laughs> there were innovators, like for instance, someone like Recful, who introduced the idea of having um, donations uh, like stuck. Or uh, pair together with like on-screen uh, messages, text to speech, yeah, then, like yes, others innovated text to speech and that kind of stuff. If that never normalizes very early into the streaming hype, nobody's getting as rich as they are now. No. Right? Like, was it Destiny that had like the first like pseudo sub button that he kind of introduced, like the idea of like subbing to his like website, and then that would like integrate with like the Twitch API, something. I, I yeah. could be wrong on that. Twitch history is not my forte, but like, yeah, there's a lot of innovation when it came to the Twitch that they kind of like just, yeah, and uh, copy and paste. For instance, Team Liquid joined Team Liquid Plus today. Um, sure. I think. Did you really? Cloud. Yeah, they did. Um, no, no. Did you? I uh, I haven't looked at the, the oh okay the thing yet. Um, Cloud Nine did. Uh, I think they have like a, a subscription kind of service, like, a reward program type of deal. Yeah. And this is more towards the fan experience of like one particular. I, I think sure. like give me anything of value um, towards like even have me buy the the replays from the our viewer like yeah I'll buy a replay pack that type of stuff yeah right if I can have a library and I can I, I pay a monthly five dollar fee for a library of odds you bet your you yeah. bet your I'm buying that and also <laughs> give me like. Maybe you can come up with a tool that makes it easier for me to find these particular interaction that I'm looking for. So, Ooh. for instance, let's say I want to say Ooh. every th 3K striker did in season Ooh. X, and now Ooh. it starts rolling me through the, those clips. I'd pay a decent sum of money for stuff like that. If you could give me like a fancy tool where I can like sift through and, and really mm -hmm. speed up my process of f trying to find things, I, I might pay upwards of, you know, hundred dollars for something like that yeah hundred dollars like a year which granted isn't that much money if you divide it by months but but like again i i'd, I'd probably shell up yeah. but there again i i guess you're marketing the whales in that way where it's just like a specific community dude it's probably some, had some just, sort of like we got yeah we again something's better than workable. nothing i agree we gotta have workable business bonus and and at best it's not a whale market um at best it's not necessarily a donation market there are ways where, for instance, if someone fig figures out micropayments, like you go to X and you spend like two cents by spending X amount of time there just like passively, that could be something that's infinitely better and infinitely more uh, like um, revenue giving than watching um, like advertisement or whatever. Um, mm. And also sort of like makes you dependent on the advertisers' values that they wanted to portray. They are, yeah, it's, it's one of the, uh, like, it's not an esports specific issue, even though, yes, we have a cultural problem. Um, mm. Also, po possibly less in the Overwatch League. That was one of the premises of the Overwatch League plan. I frequently remember, especially like this reunited, um, these business guys going, like, we have the stats, the average sports team fan spends X amount of money here is the average esports fan and it's a fraction so we gotta find oh. some method to unlock the spending potential because let's be honest gaming 
and people in gaming and esports fans are either like I, okay uh, chat don't 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 take like don't think too highly of yourselves but <laughs> you're on average smarter and probably uh, more uh, er, higher earning eventually than the average person like that's just like something that is pretty well established through um through papers feed their egos bro <laughs> feed them up you smart, Chad. Yo, if, smart. You, if you like and subscribe, dude, you might just be a genius. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Leaving a comment? Oh, my God. Elon, watch of, out. A lot of savants in our chat. Ooh, the capital S. The problem is, like, you guys use all your ticky ticky IQ points to not pay for stuff. Like, come on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please, the oh, children, my children must eat. Comment and subscribe, chat. Are they aliens? They have like antennae now. Like, what was this? That, Where were you that's, going? That's the synapses firing. Of course, that's the sound uh, of it. Okay, uh, all right, very good. Right, that's a perfect moment to end it. As soon as I start doing that type of stuff, probably. Um, yeah. Right. So, I guess you wanna do you wanna do some projections. For those projections, oh, for for an excess, yeah, I guess we could. I mean, no. I don't know how super D interesting they are. Don't don't give me like the the super detailed like in this game, blah blah blah. How's it going to continue? Who's going to slap? Um, yeah, Dallas loses. Interesting. Uh, Shanghai, uh, I think Shanghai and Charge goes five. Yeah, I think it's close. I think Shanghai wins Ooh. though. Yeah, Shanghai. But yeah, I think it's a I think it's a Shanghai Seoul final and I think we coin toss and see how Karif is playing that day and that will yeah, Kenobi be the coin tosser. Heads Karif plays poorly, Tails Karif plays well. It's Tails, so oh, charge wins. Oh charge damn. Wins. Oh. Charge beats Shanghai, charge three soul. Off. Three sleep dots this this match. <laughs> yeah, more than two. <laughs> More than two, he's improving. <laughs> yeah, no. So wins the entire thing, regardless. I think. Ooh. Oh, I'm not. I'm not ready to go that ham just yet. But well, they're they're getting, they're getting there. I and I think they're gonna. Be, they beat Charge. They beat they, Shanghai, but that game was way closer than dude, three one. Dude, you like? I, I really mean, held myself back, right? Like, chat. You dude, please I, acknowledge that I held myself back until this point. But if, if you're praising Soul. This late into the episode, I just have to say, Jesus Christ is prophet an absolute nut. He is. Let it go. Yeah, you're like, oh, this this series was closer than a three one. I bet if Prophet plays Volskaya, they don't get full held, and it's probably <laughs> no. This yeah, man, maybe. <laughs> That's this, true. This man is ah, uh, he just doesn't he stop. Really well. Yeah, they get His they echo got, looks good too. Held, brother. Like they're not there. Yeah. There's no way that's a three-one if Sable if if profits on that Volskaya. No chance. This man it's is. True. It's true. He just doesn't stop. Like he's the best player in the world. It's, it, he yeah he is. No like the thing is like despite whatever your, his team may have looked like, and I hope people generally like m maybe some at some point someone with a big platform. We'll go like, okay, let's actually check how good Profit was throughout season one, where he was already underrated and only um, was seen as like a... Keep in mind, zero MVP votes. Agility's two. 
for like you're still like, mad about that like four years down it's, the road. A, i mean it's a robbery for i mean possibly it is a gold but... candidate and then season two he also has to sorry i don't think it's a possibly he's a good he is like, yeah yeah there's no by the way like do people understand what greatest player of all time means like there cannot yeah. be a goat. There has not been enough time. Bro, you're standing there with your 30 friends still watching Overwatch, and you want to wait for 15 more years in order to say that? Like, yeah, I mean, not, like, of course there has to be a best player from start to finish. Right now, if we had a power level tool, and it profit. would analyze everything, then that would have a, a number, and we would, could, could say who the best player is. I agree that the 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 gap between everyone is not really hard or like wide. I also agree that there's a team of immensely skilled players that kind of won back to back and dominated everything. There's also a dude that seemingly has to do it pretty much by himself with like one or two teammates occasionally helping out while just like soft carrying uh, playoff matches. Like, and then the regular season of, of how this guy plays is genuinely, generally underrated as well. Like, he, he was definitely yeah. one of the best players in uh, season one. Season two, he has to, he plays one of the best Briggs, sometimes has to play Zarya. Somehow people now think his Zarya wasn't that good. Yes, because he couldn't really uh, adapt to that. I, I'm not sure if he's, like, if Prophet can commit to Zarya an entire season and can, like, focus it out like Sinatra and... Um, um, someone so did I'm not sure he's, he's a worse choice or clearly a worse choice then like season 3 yes this is the first time he looked mortal but only on one hero which I readily accept everything else cracked so Kenobi mm -hmm. to kind of you know temper or, or maybe uh, set a projection for the future you know Okay. 2021 for the Overwatch, so he's going to be a, a big season. Um, you know, one of those reasons is they have a, a a new sponsor, a new a new partner, for instance. Let's say you might say uh, that they might have some new statistics. They might have some new data coming in by by way of their partnership with IBM. Now, let's just say, for instance, that uh, IBM, you know, Watson does the number crunching and, you know, he's plugging away, you know, supercomputer things, you know, synapses are going, I don't know, you know, whatever. How mad do you think this is going to get if they come up with a, a statistical generation a generator of numbers or values to put on players and profit is not near the top? Not near the I'm not saying he's going to, How but if, are you if going this... to be a snow depression? <laughs> <laughs> How are the stats? Like if, if he was to, if the the supercomputer deemed him not as good as we all think he is. Yiska would blow a gasket. Yeah. <laughs> Yiska would be mad. I, I mean, think there's a there's an anecdote that actually stats is really it's it's funny with stats with you mention it, because like there's an anecdote where uh that Veli actually said on broadcast uh once where he says stats are like bikinis they sh they don't show everything you know what i mean and i think with profit <laughs> you could basically just go like that he's just like yeah this stats are whatever the dude's still probably the goat like there's nothing i don't think you could change yiska's mind we're giving it like all the stats are everything i don't think i i don't think stats necessarily takes into consideration like history um obviously 
you know, going to wrap things up here shortly, but like to kind of unpack that a little bit farther, like, yeah, we've only been in Overwatch League for four seasons, but the history of Overwatch extends at least two to three years before that, at least two years. Mm -hmm. If you want to really reach, you could say three, but 2015, like that's, that's a stretch. So like we're going, we're getting pretty deep into the history of this game. Nobody's close to profit. So no, no one. No. And the people who are still competing in the league, and yeah, they're great, but very few can, I wish you won can it. argue. I wish you won it. I, I think we wouldn't have any have any questions. And honestly, I think they might have won it if they could just get that map. You sure. still in a couple of years when uh, Shy gets MVP over Profit anyways. Dude, I'm not trying to force this kid like in oh, fu future projections like i'm not trying to will him into the go, go position i look he just retroactively at whatever yeah, he he's done yeah. and then i get mad that people don't like acknowledge that it's like if he play like i'm i'm fine everyone saying his echo was atrocious true it really was bad uh, at the like, i remember some hollywood matches jesus christ like we just i don't think we have enough I mean, okay, obviously we can have like a greatest of all time now, but like it, it we're not going to get to someone. I, I think people expecting us to have like a greatest of all time, like Faker. We're not doing that. We don't have the, we don't have that yet. We don't have enough time to have a Faker level greatest of all time. We have a greatest of all time now, but in the future that could change with like someone else comes along and, or Profit just continues being Profit for another like. It's also like you hmm. Americans seem very spoiled with the idea that you definitely have like this one guy that you can say it about like Wayne well, Gretzky like there's no nothing really you can say the thing, right? is, the thing is is about what, what we do it's not like we have like a, a fetish about it or anything it's like we literally do we like, just like, add it just happens the greatest of all time in hockey is Wayne Gretzky stats wise just performance -wise, yeah, yeah. he is the greatest um basketball basketball it's i mean the, you have at least two camps but two. Have Le you're either Michael Jordan or you're like beat down and you're wrong and you say LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> like, shout out to beat down. I don't think he's in chat. I maybe got to the Um, and and uh, and then baseball is like a bit harder because baseball is but so like uh, like really old and you have like you know Babe Ruth right. and you have people like that who are like considered to be the greatest all the time, but. There isn't realistically, or like even in boxing, like Muhammad Ali, I would say is like probably considered the greatest. Yeah, no, like in, in European football, for instance, you could definitely have countries war against each other over the question who's better, Ronaldo or Messi. Like you can actually yeah. incite a war over that. But debate. there is, I don't even think like there's an argument to greatest of all time in soccer. I think it's just Pele. Like I don't think people really argue that. Anymore. Yeah, no, like that. The problem is like, the duration and the game is so different that, yeah, like that's why that's one of the arguments that in my mind it's like, yeah, the game hasn't been around long enough, dude. Like, if we keep switching up this chameleons type of stuff three more years and we're getting like another game and stuff, like this game is ever changing and we're going to have the exact same problem where it's irrecognizable from what it once was. Yeah. How are you going to evaluate these uh, game states against each other? doesn't matter for profit because there's no one close to profit yet like and he consistently continues to be good continuing to be good so regardless if the game changes or like whatever someone has to catch up to profit which someone hasn't realistically done yet no. there's no one close profit season one champion there you go season two 
bit of an issue, but still, you know, had some really good stats in terms of just like, if you know, IBM Watson performance wise, he did fine. Season three, semifinalist or not semifinalist, finalist, and popped off on everything besides the Echo. Like the dude has had consistently the best performances in Overwatch League and in Overwatch probably. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going anywhere. He's still one of the the best players in the The game. The only person that's going to kill him is him. Right, like he's going to retire and and ride off into the sunset, and like he's going to be the the harbinger of his own career. Also, there's nobody close to him. Right, stop now. saying Striker is clearly the best tracer in the game. Just stop. Just don't, don't. No, 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 no. See, I'm 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 less inclined to fight that argument. I don't really care either way. Like, sure, if you want to have that take, that's fine. I think there's just a very clearly better player. Man, like he, he, the man yeah. aims better and has better, um, like. Tracking than profit, which is why. Like, sorry, really. Cra- I think Strike is cracked out of his skull. Like I, I see them more as on Tracer. I see them as like one A, one B, maybe. Like yeah. I, and probably like but one or people two. People are making it like he's like S S S, and everyone's like just at best in S tier. No, 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 no. no. The people yeah. who are doing it are wrong. <laughs> sorry, yeah. but like just not yeah, how no. that works. Like he just like Striker's good, but the reason why profit is able to dominate on so many different heroes is because he understands flow of the game on a different level doesn't necessarily do it through mechanics and that's exactly what he has on someone like striker while striker is clearly the better mechanical player on especially on tracer so like the one skill set is transferable if and striker also has admittedly also made it transferable to a certain degree on some some other heroes like briefly for for widow whatnot but not to the same degree he doesn't understand overwatch to the same intuitive level and doesn't see these openings in the matrix to the point that profit does like profit will say that regard yeah he kind of lives in in the game um and and i'd agree with that i will say that there were definitely some tendencies, especially on where he was placing his pulse bomb in Nexus that I'm I'm very interested to see how that projects to the future. Um, if he's always been a very like systematic player feels very rigid. And I don't think that it's necessarily as rigid as it comes across for him in particular. It just kind of like works that way where he finds something that works and can consistently find it like you're saying he just kind of like sees the game differently from from his peers and can develop these you know systems that he can thrive in again to your to your credit kind of penning the the winston tracer dive system now again tough to say for sure but from the few games that we've seen from soul he's a bit of a brig hunter he likes to go after brig quite a lot Likes to go after the supports. Not something, again, not very general, but is that something that he's necessarily shown across his career where like he's kind of pointed in that way? He has these these avenues that he kind of finds for himself and just runs down and nobody kind of stops him because again, the game changes. One week, you know, oh, we see this tendency. The next week he has this tendency. And and you know, you never get to kind of settle with the game to be able to stop a player like that. Again, everybody has the chance to be that kind of player and to find those those holes to find those systems like profit does but nobody does it's just him that's it yeah and there are some good players profits again the greatest honestly like in the same vein the only player that sort of feels like this 
and arguably also has probably a slightly better mechanics as Dick, uh, Decay. Sure. Where I, I think, think I think uh, he has a bit of a career ahead of him, right? Yeah, he needs to, to put up some numbers as, as well, I suppose. But Fled is a little bit differently. Like it's not hard carrying most of the time, right? Not anymore. Not to anyway. the same degree. Not not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Profits to a degree, yeah. Like pound pound for pound, the Shanghai goat. should be doing way better. Just as a team, just just looking at the teams, like who's who's actually lifting more weight. I look at profit. I'm like, there there are some some problems on your rosters across the years that I'm like, yeah, you you're willing this team across that line sometimes. It's it's just like when this guy has clearly very good teammates, not stacked on every role, but he has a couple of these like best player in the world at that role. He's winning championships for you. Yeah, he did it in Apex Season 4. He did it in Season 1. Like, uh, the stage finals as well. Like, if if you just give him a little I, bit to work with. Like, I remember that because we were watching that, that, like, that one Hanzo play where he, like, kills, like, five people. The, like, like, dude, like, come on. Who does that? That's, that's like, when we talk about, like, because like, I asked this question once, like, what are the... Also, we're, we're tangential. Mm-hmm. Right that is what it is. That's what podcast for. <laughs> KT's gonna be mad tomorrow having to timestamp all this, but like <laughs> when I when I ta- when I asked like I asked this question once, it's like what are the what are the like plays that like we as a esports so far have like because like in league you, you look and you have like a lot like in actually in just other esports in general like you have a lot of these like yeah, memorable you know, plays memorable plays like the happy deagle uh yeah three K yeah the the one where he kills every like the uh and then like league you have like the prayer you have the uh the faker z1v1 like you have shit like that and then profits like i think that hanzo moment is like our like that's our probably like prayer or the tracer moment on uh volskaya Volskaya season one well they were both on volskaya so like both of those plays are just from profit and he's like one of the only people who has like multiple Mm. like i think everyone else has like one maybe like the miro juggle that's like a thing fran grav it's like you get one, but if you're making multiple of those types of plays that are like iconic to the folklore of Overwatch League, then yeah, you deserve to be put as the greatest player of all time, which I think he is. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say like flashy plays make a great player, but it definitely puts you on the ballot. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's a coincidence between like highlight level plays and being a great player. I wouldn't say it necessarily yeah. puts you at the top, but you're in that discussion automatically if you're getting all these plays. Yeah, there's probably a reason for it. It's probably because you're a good player. Well, that's why I said it's multiple because, like, if you have yep. one, you did want something once really good. Right. But, like, yep. if your profit, who's got like shit, to, like, even I mean, even the Ash 4K that he had in like the recent like sure. uh, grand final, like that was nuts. Like that's yep. that's one of those plays where it's like he's like literally trying to will his team to win this. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little highlight machine for sure. Like, and you can't really find it again. I I go back to Apex Season Four, and yeah, I might be comp- you know I might be technically wrong, but Genji's not a hero he's known for. Let's face it, guys. Guess who he beat 1v1? Hawksall. Yeah. Arguably the greatest Genji to play the game. Yep. And it wasn't close. Again, Yiska, you can you can kind of credit this. How many times did did you guys have to go through and actually look at those stats and be like, is this right? Like are, is the bot tracking this right? Cuz this this seems a little wrong. Like this is this understand. is like this is really like this you don't see this stuff. Like it's like, it's like Basically, like you go into a World Cup final and some guy scores like six goals. 
That's basically <laughs> equivalent of what happened that in that game. Yeah, Kenobi, if I told you somebody in the World Cup scores six goals, what would you what would your first opinion be? What's the first thought that comes to your mind? Like that's not <laughs> right. Yeah. But that but that's profit. Yeah. That's what's insane. And and again, like, yeah, I, I don't blame people for not being able to go back and like, oh yeah, I wasn't there. Like I didn't know. Like it is what it is, but ah, like nobody really holds a candle. Like, sorry to you know, poo on your favorite player. It, it's just not close. As it stands right now, he's the, the greatest. The feeling is, yeah, I think some does feel close to a degree, to me at least. But the problem is that how do you weigh an individual player's performance on a team as stacked as the shock? That's the problem that you always have to. For sure. Uh, you have someone consider. And uh, yes, I also agree. And if he, if they keep doing it, I agree with Super's argument to a degree as well that Violet uh, is a name yep. that should be brought up because he is okay. just like multi talented uh, in that regard. But usually can't really show it off to that degree, but um, yeah, he's he's incredible. So definitely, like I I think I think people rightfully call out that is it is like hard to, but I think especially if you. If you follow Overwatch a little bit longer than just the Overwatch League, you you will probably find that profit just through its consistency is there. Yep. I think that's the one distinction that you have to make is, you know, is this the greatest Overwatch League player? Or is this the greatest Overwatch League player or the greatest Overwatch player? I think one of those has a very clear distinction. The other one I feel like maybe you could argue, but even then, I feel like you have some some definite standouts. But I think that's I think we're gonna wrap up. Obviously, yes. you know, going a little long. Yep. Hopefully, <laughs> an enjoyable so discussion. And then someone, I just had to talk about profit once more. Like it, it had know. been five episodes. Come on, Great what do you want from me? Right. You got to You got to meet the quota. I guess you got to. You got to make sure that right. they're in there. Right. So uh, you know, shout outs to our patron producers: uh, Refine Bean, Friday in your Pain, Battle Crab Lotion, Rexane, Audio Compass, Cash Sixty Seven, Char, Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter, Tain, Fable, Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris Hart, Three Four 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 Four, Four Bjorn. I listen to this podcast whilst on the toilet, in the shower. Thank you, Yiska, Peace Gamber, Anxiety Pokemon, Sir Gurthala, Bronze Bot, Buhau, Evan, and Alex S. Thank you for your continued support. Um, if you don't, you know, COVID has your your wallet pinched a little bit. You don't have uh, the the funds to necessarily directly support the show. You can also go on itunes and support with a five-star review uh shout outs to kenobi for coming on thank you yuska for streaming the stuff hopefully kt is uh what does a sleep study actually do for you like i oh, know it's I, like a study of your sleep but like no you, actually, you sit in the classroom it, and you just take notes and all the on notes how to sleep better Z, Z, Z. all right nice yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's like just that. ZZZs. You go in, it's like a, basically it's like a hotel like right you just go except the hotel is hooking up a bunch of electronics to your body uh, uh, wires and shit. So you like when I went, I had to like get the nose thing and get like a bunch of stuff on my chest. You just sleep, and then that's it. Huh? Well, I, I, I see. This is this is where I'm just like, I hope everything goes well, but it's just like, is that come across as weird? I don't know. Like, how do you like wish somebody luck on their sleep test? Like, good luck sleeping. No, All right, no. yeah, good luck sleeping. Just, <laughs> just get something against the sleep apnea if you have that, and then uh, it's apparently sure. life changing to have that. But yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, then, thanks again for you to you, Kamenobi, for coming on. Um, Big clutch. I'm as per Eric. You lost twenty percent on your AMC investment during this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, uh, 
And otherwise, we will okay, see so you the next time, hopefully, with uh, John once again in the driving seat of this crazy vehicle. Gotcha. Thanks for watching. Right, post show. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I'm not offline yet, so chat oh, is still here on. for like two minutes, and you gotta go, right? Anyway, I mean, I, I do have to go in like I, I just have to cook. Yeah, we just needed a wrap up, right? Yeah, we just need to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, I lost twenty percent of AMC. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you wanna. Anybody looking for an AMC stock? Go on once. <laughs> you know, but you'll sign it. Yeah. I mean, tough luck. Right. I think we're going to just cut the stream short here. Thanks again for watching, guys. And uh, see you. Hopefully next Bye -bye. week. All fresh.